You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey guys, welcome to, I don't know what this episode is going to be called and who's going to be putting on what podcast, but uh, we're, doing a mock, we're doing a mock draft today, full PPR, 12 team. Uh, someone shared a really cute baby picture in this chat. Are you see this? So You'll good. see that on the video. Uh, oh, I love nice. that. Oh, that's his. Oh, that's his. Uh, oh, that's Gridiron's. Oh, so cute. Oh, Audrey. Those right. eyes. You know, Gridiron, we're trying to record a video here, man. You can't, you can't be posting cute baby pictures like that. Anyway, uh, yeah, 12 team full PPR. I'm um, here with Draft Pod. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm very sorry. Draft Room Pod on Instagram. Uh, follow And also Joey. From fantasy football analyst, fantasy dot football analyst, fantasy football dot analyst, fantasy dot football dot analyst. Yeah, so we're all here. We're doing a mock draft. We're currently using the sleeper app slash website. We're gonna see how it goes. Try to see if we maybe we can make this a weekly thing. That'd be nice. This video is um, not sponsored by a sleeper. Yeah, we're not sponsored not. by a sleeper. Um, I not think it was. I was. I was at one point last year, but yeah. But this particular video, not. No, but not now. Maybe in the future. I don't know. Either way. So we're here. We're doing a live mock draft. We're going to go through. We're going to explain each of our picks. I'm picking second overall. Uh, Faraz is picking seventh overall. And Draft Room Pod, Summy is picking 11th overall. That's right. So we got Fantasy Football Wolf, 1-1. Fantasy Analyst, 1-2. Los Ballers, 1-3. Yeah. Daddy, Daddy Eric. Daddy 3 Rick. Or is that Eric or 3 Rick? It could be Eric with the three backwards. Three rake. Let's three. call. Let's call him three rake. Right? <laughs> Grant Gaston, sixty-eight. Uh, Gridiron. Uh, DD Madman. Leo. Sh- well, upper hand. Then DD Madman. Leo Shack. Walso two five five four. Draft Room Pod at one eleven. And Josh Rummel at one twelve. Perfect. Let's go. All right. Do you want to kick it off? I think. Let's, let's do it. Let's right. do a full PPR. Let's go. Oh, All by right, the way, I'm starting. Uh, one QB, two running backs, three wide receiver, one mm-hmm. tight end, one flex, yep. kicker in the defense. Yeah. How many bench spots? Uh, bench spots will be, I, I believe it's five. Let me just reconfirm. Five. One, two. Yeah, five bench spots. Can you make it the bench bigger or no? Yeah. Can we Can take out kicker and defense? Yeah, 100%. I was actually going to ask you guys. If you Damn, I want to. <laughs> what, you this... want to drop Chicago defense in like the fourth round? Yeah, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is I always have. Uh... Yeah, just take them out. Fuck it. All right. So since we have three wide receiver, I think it's definitely. Uh... Uh, a good idea to have six bench spots in this league. So, uh, yeah, we have three bench spots. Again, just going over the format, three wide receivers, one QB, two RB, one tight end, one flex, not a super flex, just a regular flex, and no kicker, no defense. All right. And I am starting the draft right now. Lego. Let's go. Wolf is on the clock. So there's a two-minute timer, but... um, He takes Saquon. 
101. So Saquon went first. Saquon went now first, here please. I am at second. I could pull a counselor and pick David Johnson, but I don't know if I really want to do that. <laughs> um, my other and like like we said, this is this is two minute timer, but we're explaining our picks. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter if they know our, my strategy. It doesn't matter if I know their strategy. This is all just to help you guys. So um, thought process right now. My main three options are Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, and Alvin Kamara. It is PPR, so I'm kind of leaving, leaning McCaffrey in that aspect. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, dealing with maybe a potential suspension, it's kind of the world of the unknown uh, with that. So, I, I mean, honestly, I might lean more towards Kamara, just really out of personal preference. With Ingram gone, I mean, Murray's there, so he could take away some goal line work, but overall, I think we're going to see an increased workload. Uh I don't know. I I think I'm going to take Kamara here. More just personal preference. If Ezekiel Elliott, if he wasn't in any danger of being suspended, I think he definitely would have been my option at number two. But, but uh, yeah. So I'm going to go with Kamara. That's I my like it. Los ballers on the clock. Draft room, who would you have gone there? Um, personally, uh, I, it was between Zeke or probably... It was Zeke, Kamara, or David Johnson over there for me at the 102. Okay, really? Yeah. Gotcha. So David Johnson is actually my second ranked running back uh, for next year. Nice. And yeah, it's it's mostly because of the Cliff Kingsbury's off his offense and Kyler coming in those first three throws. Uh, um, they they want to get him involved Daddy in Rick's space. Saying he's going DJ at four. <laughs> Amen. That's that's gonna be a steal. Unless those ballers <laughs> takes DJ right now. Maybe I think I feel like Los Ballers is on his own podcast and he's explaining everything right now. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? All I'm right, guys. Podcast. Welcome to the Los Ballers podcast. Um, oh, uh, he's back. He's back. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I would put McCaffrey there myself. McCaffrey too. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in, in, I mean, in full PPR. If it was any other format, right. even half PPR, I wouldn't go McCaffrey. Yeah. At that spot. It, I think McCaffrey saw a spike in his uh, in his targets because Cam was unhealthy yeah. towards the last eight games, right? So yeah. the healthier Cam gets, I feel like the lower his target volume will be. But you know what? I, but it'll still be hot. Top five. Really good but page. you know, this is he's coming back after that surgery now. So yeah. I think it, it'll still, at least for the beginning of the season, we'll. It, I think it, the target volume will probably still be. You there. also have to think about Greg Olson, who came back, and you know he's he's fully back and healthy after his foot surgery. So. Yep. He might swallow some of those targets as well towards the now, goal. Now, when you uh, say fully back and healthy with Greg Olson, what do you exactly mean? <laughs> as healthy as, <laughs> as he can be right now at, what is he, like 32 years old? All right, so a little update. So Los Ballers did take Christian McCaffrey at three. Uh, Daddy Eric or Daddy Trick or Daddy Three Rick took Zeke <laughs> Zeke at four. And okay, Grant's so... up at, at five right now. Grant's at five. I, th- I feel like he takes DJ here. Can we talk about that, Zeke? Like, I see him falling to four or five, actually, in a couple yeah. mocks now. And do you think that's just because of, like, the suspension? I think, I think it's so. just because of yeah. suspension. There's, so. like, a select amount of people that have some, like, personal bias against him because he just had a 300-touch season. Uh, 300 carries, rather. Yeah. So, uh, you know, okay, there's... So we got uh, Devontae Adams. Ooh, Devonta Adams at five. Fit. David Johnson at six. So now upper hands on the board. Now I'm on the board and I'm going Melvin Gordon. Solid pick. Why so? Why so, Melvin Gordon? Yeah, for and me, have, I mean, instead like, of DeAndre. I, I, I'm looking for if I can get my hands on a three down uh, workhorse, I'm going to go for it. Especially a guy on a good offense, um, in an offense that they funnel targets through their running back position. 
Um, and Gordon has been pretty efficient and pretty solid and consistent. So that's, it's really, it's really that simple, honestly. Yeah. Um, and, and if I, if I have my shot at that three down workhorse, I'm going to go for it because coming back on the turn, I mean, not on the turn, but I'll be two, <laughs> six, who knows who's going to be there, right? Is Mixon going to be there? I don't know. Right. So I might have to be forced to take a wide receiver at that point. Yeah. And that Ken wasn't on offense is just, you know, it's, you see what he did with Anthony Lynn. I mean, that offense is just really potent as, as well. And Philip Rivers, his arm isn't looking as good as it used to, especially with Tyrell out now. So I think Melvin Gordon definitely eats a lot again this yeah, year. I think so. I mean, he has he had his injury issues, obviously. Um, I'm hoping that he can stay healthy for a full season. Yeah. Um, if you have to put money on it, you might think he misses a couple of games this year, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, you kind of got to go for that, like, high upside. Listen, man, I got a trade offer for CMC straight up for my Melvin Gordon last year. And, you know, that's just indicative of how yeah. well Melvin Gordon was doing. Oh, yeah. Um, so. Oh, yeah. We have uh, DeAndre Hopkins coming off the board at the, what is that, the eighth the pick? Eighth spot, I believe. Yep. So Leo Shack is deciding right now at the ninth. Then Walzo and Giraffe Room Pods coming up after that. Uh-oh. So, yeah, just pretty, pretty typical yeah, first round so. right now. By the way, if I was where Madman was just now, I would have also taken Hopkins. So yeah, he's, so outside of Alvin Kamara, Saquon, McCaffrey, Zeke, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon, those are the five guys that I'm probably taking before any wide receiver. And DeAndre Hopkins, I would have taken him right there, if you want, especially if Adams was off the board. Um, do you guys have preference between Adams or Hopkins? Adams. Adams? I'm more Hopkins. It's super close. So you take yeah. either one and just move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. It's splitting hairs at that point. Yeah, exactly. And Time's up for pick nine. You're not going to make the wrong choice by going with one or the other, you know? Um, but yeah, no, I think it's super close. I think Adams might be a little bit more consistent. Uh, and maybe, you know, he has that high ceiling too. So it's yeah. just like, you know, there's not much you can do. So, wait, what happens so I'm going to manually set his pick. You guys tell me. Uh, who should I set the best player on the board, or should I set someone that we kind of just do, do by rank? I mean, I, I'd just give him Le'Veon Bell because he's at rank nine. I don't know if I would take sure. Le'Veon Bell here. I'll give him Le'Veon Bell because he's a top ranked player right now on the board. He's, he's the top of the ranked on. Uh... Yep, I gave him Le'Veon Bell. Gave him whoever sleeper had next. Also, because we didn't want Le'Veon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got Walso on the clock right now. He's got about Smiley a minute. Face just kills it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Le'Veon, like this early for me is risky. Even, oh, even, even at the turn, beginning of second round. Coming from a Jets fan, <laughs> I know, right? Isn't that crazy? I mean, I just, I mean, I'm excited for Adam Gase as a head coach, like from a football football perspective, but from mm-hmm. a fantasy football perspective. You know, he, 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 he has a little too much fuckery, you know, in the backfield. So I'm not sure how much. I'm sure Le'Veon's going to play those three downs, right? Like, how are you going to take him off the field? Yeah. But at the same time, you just never know. You never Ooh, know. Ooh, interesting pick by draft for Pod. So just explain, explain that pick. Yeah, so, I mean, the more I looked into uh, this new offense with Zach Taylor and, I mean – it's just it's just setting up to be something really special. I mean, you've you're, you heard these reports coming out where, you know, the players aren't used to the coach focusing on offense. You know, they're, they're used to Marvin Lewis, who who puts defense first and coming out of that Sean McVay system where they utilize that three down back um, and not drafting anyone behind Joe Mixon. 
uh, with Mark Walton leaving, you know, they didn't really draft a, a three down guy. They really drafted some satellite backs there. I think Joe Mixon East the season setting up those plays with play action and, and, you know, running out of shotgun. I think it's, it's, it's going to be a big season for Joe Mixon. He has top five upside. Gotcha. Yeah. So I do I have another that's... question. So you're on the clock right now. So I'll yep. ask you the question after you're on the, after you're off the clock. Yep. But after you, um, Josh Rummel was at the 12th spot. He picked Michael Thomas. And then coming around, he picked James Conner. So he has his wide receiver running back there. Yep. Interesting. And now, now drive room on the clock. Now this pick for me, it's uh, it's really, really close between two guys here. And they're both wide receivers. Uh, the first one's Juju, uh, who I'm considering. Just because of the target volume, he's going to be the one. He's going to play that big slot role. Uh, I really think Deontay Johnson is going to come on strong in his rookie year, along with James Washington, as well as uh, um, Dante Moncrief. But mm-hmm. I think Juju really takes a majority of that uh, target share. I think he sees north of 160 targets this year. Uh, but I actually have Odell Beckham as my second-ranked running back, uh, wide receiver with Baker Mayfield. I mean, this guy's capable of a 1,600-yard season, 120 catches, and I think I just can't ignore that upside. So I'm yeah. going to take OBJ. Nice. Nice. I think whoever, whoever gets Juju is going to you know, be pretty That's happy value. with value yep. coming out now. Like If I was uh, Walsa right now, uh, the two guys I'm in between – uh, on the clock. So like at wide receiver, Juju is left, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans. Uh, at running back, you got Todd Gurley, Dalvin Cook, uh, at, and then at Travis Kelsey also. So for me, it will be between Juju and Travis Kelsey right now. Now, just curious, because um, this is going to... Gurley. I'm just Gurley. Oh, that's Todd what Gurley I was going to... That just ruined my question. <laughs> <laughs> what was, what your, was question? your question? When's the earliest you would take Gurley? <laughs> Uh, not there not there yeah not not right now at least until we have more information i don't think i can drop them in the top two rounds right now yeah i mean i, I agree with that i mean because if you're taking someone in the top two rounds they're going to be your running back one or running oh, back two delvin two cook starting position oh i wanted if, delvin cook if you look at the chat fantasy football wolf said good because upper hand secretly wanted him but <laughs> oh this is tough for me right here because there's juju and kelsey on the board i can get that elite target share in kelsey and I can get that elite target share in Juju. So this is this is super tough for me. Um, I'm still going to go Travis Kelsey here. Wow. I, I know this is a little, it seems a little crazy. Um, but I'm, go, I'm, go, I'm going Kelsey. Because so, so, here, here's the reasoning behind okay, that. Okay. Even though Juju can get that elite target share, I think I can get someone close enough as a wide receiver one coming back around in the third round. That's and fair. With Travis Kelsey, he is the only tight end that I would take uh, before I pick a tight end in, like, the eighth round. Like, I think the next tight end that I would even consider would probably be someone like Hunter Henry or something like that. Uh, and I think he's going in, like, the sixth or seventh right now. Um, well, remember, it is a three-wide receiver, but I, st- I still, you know, I, I still have a lot of respect for that Travis Kelsey spec. And Juju goes right after. There Juju, you go. Yeah, no, exactly. It's either, it's either there, Kelsey yeah. or, or Juju. So something really interesting, by the way, and Faraz, I heard you mention this as well, where Travis Kelsey last year, he finished or he would have finished as like the wide receiver seven or eight right, in, in right. full and half PPR. Yeah. So really interesting here where now, like in mock drafts, he's actually going after the wide receiver four. So right. what that basically means is to get that sort of return on that value when mm-hmm. you take Travis Kelsey at the turn, yep. not only does he have to have a better season, but he has to break records again this year. Which... Right, and if that's the only factor that you're considering, you're absolutely right, right? And I'm not drafting him for that. But the other factor is the differentiator when you talk about a positional advantage, right? Absolutely. Because of that, that's why he kind of like creates that separation for me yeah. opposed to just 
being that wide receiver seven or eight or whatever he is. Right. Um, you know, you know what I mean? Oh, Leonard Fournette going early in the second. Oh, round. Oh, oh, wow. that was a, that was a lot of field. So after Juju, so when I, I took Travis Kelsey after DD Madman took Dalvin Cook, Juju went. Damien Williams, Leonard one Fournette. pick away from getting the guy I want. Hey, I'll say this about Leonard Fournette. He can return that value. Yeah. His upside is first round. Right. Oh, oh, damn. Like Evan, see, there you go. Well, if that wasn't obvious enough about who I wanted. Um, all right. So a couple options here. I could waste my pick on Nick Chubb, which, you know, it, it, there's a chance it won't be a waste, but I, I don't like taking him this early. Um, I'm really looking at wide receivers here. I, I think I'm going to go wide receivers back to back only because the wide I really hate the drop-off at wide receiver. I mean, after the third, maybe even like late fourth, like in the late fourth round, you're just picking the Los Angeles Rams wide receivers. So it's like after the fourth round, I feel like all the wide receivers take a giant dip. And if I don't secure two wide receivers now, by the time it comes back to me, I'm really going to be struggling to do that. And there's still running backs you can get in the late fourth, early fifth. So I think I'm going to go for wide receiver, uh, probably T.Y. Hilton only because... I really oh what the hell what, pulled up another screen draft yeah so I'm gonna go T Y Hilton here if okay. the my computer will let me but just I like that's that pick what's I like that pick um something's happening okay there we go T Y so Alvin Kamara and T Y Hilton your first two two picks I feel good about that. I feel really good about that. And upper hand has Melvin Gordon, Travis Kelsey. Draft from Prod currently has Joe Mixon and Odo Beckham Jr. We're back on the best, turn. I think the best thing about these mocks is that like you can try different strategies too, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you see how you like it. Like picking a tight end early, for example, um, is a great way to you should mock that to see yeah, how the yeah. rest of your team looks like. You know, um, otherwise you can subscribe to some ideology, but until you actually mock and see what your team actually looks like then you'll really get an idea of, of what that's like, uh, if you like it or not. You know, I might come out of this draft saying, like, oh, man, I really don't like this team. but uh, And then I could do another Mac mock, not take Travis Kelsey, take someone like Juju if he drops that far. He's a value at 2-6, I think, if I took Juju as well. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just really about trying trying different strategies. Too. So Juju went as the wide receiver 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. And I think Juju has, like, top 5 upside. Lock. Oh, yeah. I think he's a lock for top I five. Really did, I, I, I totally skipped over that Antonio Brown pick by Leo in the second round. Oh, I didn't see that. After so between Todd Gurley. Oh yeah, that's right. So he went two four Antonio Brown after Todd Gurley before Dalvin. Wow. <laughs> what kind of a sentence is that? Todd Gurley and Antonio Brown in the second round. We have fantasy football <laughs> Wolf going Adam Thielen, and he's now in the turn. Wow. And he has the choice. I don't like- of- I don't know if I like Thielen there. I don't. Yeah. I, I honestly like Stefan Diggs better. I, I mean, I mean, and the end of the season last year too. was, I think, a pretty good indicator about what Kevin Stefanski wants to do. And uh, I don't know. I just don't think he's going to have those targets. Oh, Nick man. Chubb also. Well, All right. So all right. I get now. Right here, I'm deciding we'll, if we'll I want two copy. players that you didn't want. Is that right, analyst? Yeah, two players I did not want. So I'm in a good spot. Um. Debating going wide receiver, wide receiver. My wide receiver pick right now would be Keenan Allen. Yeah. Um, but I do have the option of going Zach Ertz or George Kittle here if I want to. Now let me ask you a question. Do you think there's a big drop off between Allen and the next wide receiver? <laughs> um, not huge, but there is a drop off for me. 
So the next wide receiver is Amari Cooper, right? Yeah. Next yeah. Wide yeah. Well, uh, AJ Green's a little down the list, but that's very uh, true. You have Stephon uh, Diggs down there as well. Stephon Diggs too. Mm, it's a tough one. Uh, I I honestly, and like what Faraz is saying is right. You know, you want that positional advantage. Having a balanced team and thinking about this, if this was a real draft, right? If I, your team is never the same it is as you start the season. At least for me, I trade a bunch. You can get a waiver wire pick as one of your starters. Like, there's ways to add on to your team, even if it doesn't look full. If it's not balanced in the beginning of the year, if you're good enough with your picks and your waiver wire, you can have a balanced team by the end of the year. So, ah. Oh. I'm so torn, but as much as I want Keenan Allen, I think I'm just going to have to suck it up. I think I'm going to take Zach Ertz here. Interesting. Going tight end early. Just like Super, Ross. super interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not a guy who would, like, it's like for me, it's, it's Kelsey or nobody at tight end for me. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll be honest with you. Um, now, the way he's been going, I mean, it's kind of hard not to, you know, if you if you have him in the middle of the second like that, like you just picked him. Uh like you said, it's a it's a pretty good value to to anchor your position uh, on your roster. Yeah, yeah. So so Joey, you were going for the positional advantage at tight end. It's like you know this year the the consensus I think is Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, and uh, and George Kittle top mm-hmm. three. Do you guys think there's a little bit of a drop off? Uh, obviously, there's a drop off right between two and three. Yeah. But how big of a drop off do you think there is between Ertz and Kittle? Uh, I'm like, a little bit lower uh, on both of those guys yeah. this year. Yeah. I think I think it's possible where Ertz finishes outside the top three this year with Goddard coming on strong. Um, And I think Kittle, he was the only tight end in the top five with four touchdowns. I think uh, the the next highest was like six or seven touchdowns. So I think he sees some more touchdowns this season. I think he sees some more utilization in the end zone. But still, for what he did, he was a focal point of the offense where I don't feel like he will be this year. Um, He will be involved, but you've got a couple of the guys there now. Yeah, and, and it's also a little bit of a, uh, I think it's a little bit of an unknown too. Because we haven't really seen him with Garoppolo too much. We don't have a yep. huge sample size with him, so he's a little bit riskier as well. And plus, you know, they're adding a couple guys on that offense who might need some targets, right? I think, I think, Sammy, I think me and you talked about this on your podcast, right? Yeah. Half room pod podcast. Yep. Right? So, um, I think it's likely, and it's possible. You know, obviously, Urs is going to get his in a full PPR. I think he's super safe. Right, he's gonna have that high floor every single. You know what's crazy? I went against Zach Ertz in his three touchdown game, that ridiculous forty. Oh man! Because <laughs> you know it's his high scoring game, by the way, of his entire career. That was of his high course. Game. I mean, it was a ridiculous game. He had like more than hundred yeah. yards, three touchdowns, and like ten receptions, eleven receptions, or something. And uh, at halftime, he had dick. He had nothing <laughs> at halftime. So I went to sleep thinking I had the W. Right. That went sucks. The next morning. 40 points. I, I was just like, this is crazy. I'm about to just <laughs> I'm about to just like punt this day and go back to sleep because this is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, but like we were saying about a PPR league as well, I that's the biggest reason why I took Zachary's where I took him. He's the wide receiver one. So Which speak. is exactly why I would have took Keenan Allen right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a full PPR, Keenan Allen's definitely the best <laughs> as well. Well, yeah. so after Ertz, uh after analysts went, Lost Ballers took Aaron Jones. Daddy Eric Trick. Three Rick. Three Rick. We're just gonna be like, we're gonna be stuck on this. Let me ask him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Uh, well, he took Keenan Allen, and then Grant Gaston took Marlon Mack uh at three five. 
And then Gridiron is up right now. He's twenty. He got twenty seconds left. He's on the clock. He had David Johnson and Juju so far. Uh, the next guys available: Demonte Freeman, Josh Jacobs, Carryon Johnson, Derrick Henry at running back, wide receiver Amari Cooper, AJ Green, Stephon Diggs, Julian Edelman. Three, two, one. Devonte Freeman. All right. I like so it. I actually just confirmed it's Eric. Eric. <laughs> cool. He'll, he'll forever be known as Three Rick to me. Right? Three Rick. <laughs> we got Faraz on the clock. Oh, I'm on the clock. Okay, never mind. I don't want to make that joke anymore. All right. So who <laughs> I got here at running back? I have Josh Jacobs, Carryon Johnson, Derek Henry, Philip Lindsay, David Montgomery. Uh, at wide receiver, I have Amari Cooper, AJ Green, Stefan Diggs, Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks. Okay. Um, I don't have a wide receiver yet. Um, I'm I am willing to take a running back here. But I, I really feel like I need that wide receiver one. Um, so for me, oh man, it's tough to pass up on a guy like Josh Jacobs because you know that he's going to have a role. You know he's going to get some passes on early downs as well. Uh, on Johnson, I love him, but I just I don't know what that backfield is going to shake out like. Derrick Henry, not going to draft him. David Montgomery might be a little bit too early for me. Um, so I think I'm going to go wide receiver. Okay. Mari Cooper, I like him. I don't know if I want him as my wide receiver one. I'm more I'm more comfortable with a guy like Stephen Diggs being my wide receiver one. I don't know if I want Julian Edelman. He'll have that solid floor every single week. Not interested in AJ Green. I like AJ Green, man, and I think uh, if he doesn't get hurt, he's probably going to be a wide receiver one. I think he he's going to have that that volume. Um, but it's possible that you know a guy like. Uh, what's his name hitting the slot is Tyler Boyd is going to be available later too, right? Okay, um, okay. and I'm fine in a PPR league taking him a little bit later. Um, but I'm gonna get my running back here and I'm gonna go Josh Jacobs. Nice <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> after all that. Okay. Um, I, I think I think at this spot, I think it's a good value. I think he has you know that role kind of locked down. Um, he might not be a three down back, but I think he'll be involved enough on early downs. To be involved, like you know, involved in the pass game enough on early downs, um, and have that solid floor as my RB two. I can see that. I'm so me personally, I'm a little bit lower on Josh Jacobs. I haven't. Yeah, I was about to uh, say me too. I haven't ranked as a back of the fourth round uh, pick for me, uh, and that's only because Jalen Rashard's still there, Doug Martin's still there, and Chris Warren, who's a deep sleeper in dynasty leagues, you know, he has been for the last year as well. Right. Um, I, I think you know, with the way that Gruden was touting Jalen Rashard last year, I think it's kind of naive to think that Josh Jacobs just comes in and, and takes all that work. So I don't just, think he does. I, I, yeah. I really don't. So, you know, for me, I'm actually higher on Montgomery, uh, you know, Montgomery than I am on Josh Jacobs. Interesting. Um, now, as of today, I don't know what that split's going to look like. Right. You know, with Montgomery, uh, with Mike Davis and with Terry Cohen. Now, apparently Mike Davis has come out and said like, oh, I'm very happy with the role I have on this offense. <laughs> uh, and whether that means he's good sitting on the bench or that means that he's going to be more involved than we think. He's just collecting uh, that paycheck on the bench. <laughs> hey, man, not, I'd be happy with that. We're sure. just not 100% sure right now. Uh, and be, and because of that, um, since we're drafting today in June, like with the information that we have right now, I think Josh Jacobs, out of the running backs here, probably has the best assured volume between him, Kerryon Johnson, Philip Lindsay, David Montgomery, Sony Michelle, and Mark Ingram, and then Derrick Henry, who got taken right after me. What do you guys think about that point? Well, let's see. You think he has the, the, the short volume on all these guys? 
Well, that uh, mentioned. Let's see if I think Pod's going to pick right here, real quick, and then we'll get back to that. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. So, go ahead. I'm taking a chance here because I'm hoping my guy gets back to me. But since it's a three wide receiver league, and since we're going to be starting three wide receivers, I think it's crucial uh, that I lock down my top two guys right now because the third one I can kind of finagle in the later rounds. But I think having two solid wide receiver options is crucial in a three wide receiver league. So uh, my first pick would have been someone else, which I'm hoping falls back to me. But I'm going to go with Stephon Diggs. Okay. Yeah. I feel. Why do I feel like you're looking for Mahomes? Uh, why can't I draft him? That's so weird. It shows on my screen that Walso hasn't picked yet. So give me a second. I'm just going to back out. Ooh. I'm going to rejoin. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. <laughs> Bear with me, folks. <laughs> but so, I mean... Josh Rummel's not, you know, he's, he's not listening to this podcast live right now. So who are you looking to get on the turnaround? Uh, so the turnaround, I want to get Carrion Johnson. And okay. it's, you know, I've been Carrion's number one hype man uh, this whole offseason. And I know they signed C.J. Anderson. But the fact of the matter is that they brought in Daryl uh, Bevel, who uh, has, you know, he's coached the greats. He's coached Hall of Famers and Marshawn Lynch and oh, Adrian Peterson. There you go. He comes right back to me. So I think I think Carryon Johnson has uh, RB one potential. I think he can finish as a, a back end RB one, um, and I think his floor is going to be a mid range RB two. So I think this is a really safe pick here, just with the amount of touches and the volume that he's going to see. He was averaging about five targets a game as well. Um, I think I'm sorry, five receptions a game uh, towards the middle of the season last year. So I, th- I think that's no brainer right there. Wow, we're really moving now. We got uh, after Carryon followed by Sony. If you guys didn't know, um, Rummel after Diggs went George Kittle, followed by Philip Lindsay. So uh, after Lindsay, carry on Johnson, Sonny Michelle, Leo Shacks on the clock. We're coming back to upper hand in a pick or two. Yeah, I think after, you know, uh, between Philip Lindsay, Sonny Michelle, and carry on, I think the, out of those three guys, and, and Derek Henry too, like carry on's the obvious choice right there. Uh, with, with If I had to pick a running back at, two, at three seven. It would have been either Josh Jacobs or Carry On because Sonny Michelle potentially has issues with yeah, that knee. Yeah. He hasn't shown up to any practices yet <laughs> this offseason. Um, after they drafted Damian Harris, he's a guy who can be competing for Michelle's spot. Like, for real. So, Philip Lindsay, you know, he hasn't practiced yet either. They're being optimistic with him. And I'm sorry, they're just kind of like holding him off right for now. Royce Freeman can get a bigger load. We just don't know that right now. Whoa. Ooh. Whoa. Hold on. Eric Ebron got taken. That just happened? Round <laughs> At <laughs> the 4-4? Four, four. Uh, yeah, Robert wow. Woods. Robert Woods following Eric Ebron. So I'm super happy right now because Julian Edelman fell to me. Um, and I think he's a guy. He's not. He doesn't have the ceiling as a lot of these other guys. Um, you know, like Brandon Cooks probably has a little bit of a higher ceiling uh, Kenny Galladay definitely has a higher ceiling. Uh, but I think at this point, I have to kind of go for a short volume, especially in PPR. Uh, so I'm going to take a Julian Alvin here. I like that pick. It definitely anchors your, you know, weekly. As, as two PPR Patriots points. fans, I think we, we definitely respect that pick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Although I, I am a little bit lower on Edelman this year just because Nikhil's there. And I think this offense is going to look a little bit different. I think they are going to be a little bit more run heavy. But I think they just run more plays in general just because they're a really good offense. So he'll you get his. Patriots fan? Draft room? Oh, yeah. 
All right, cool, guys. It was really good drafting. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me get my Sony jersey right now. Give me a second. Oh, my go God. Oh, so, I got to pull it. That was a waste of money. Speaking of, hold on. on. Speak, speaking of, speaking of jerseys, actually, uh, I'm just going to take a second. I'm just going to show you guys the signed Todd Gurley jersey that I'm getting ready to give away. Wow. Oh, Check that cool. out, guys. Make sure, you, make sure you put it without the blur. Cause... Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, there's not a blur on it, but it's a signed jersey for Todd Gurley. Come with... Does it come with what? A knee replacement? Some, yeah, does it come oh. with some cartilage from Todd Gurley's actual knee? Well, it, yeah, you know, uh, I think there's a there's a donor. There's a certified donor. I, I think there's some cartilage that comes with that, for sure. <laughs> try to swap that out. All right. So, Fantasy Gridiron went Brandon Cooks, who I think would have been my wide receiver pick there. Um, I'm definitely looking to add a wide receiver, too, just as you guys were saying. Right now, Kenny Galladay, Calvin Ridley... Uh, Cooper Cup is there, so there's some options. But um, the guy I'm really looking for, if I if he can get to me from where I am, never mind, he's gone. <laughs> you knew he you wasn't going to last that long. If, if you look at Grant uh, Gass's team right now, he has three running backs: Leonard Fournette, Marlon Mack, and David Montgomery. Wow, that can re- that can pan out very well. You know, if things were to shake out right, Leonard Fournette can be a three down back, an every down back potentially if he doesn't get hurt. Um, if you get those soft tissue injuries in check, um, Marlon Mack, uh, you know, obviously under great offense and David Montgomery can be a three, not an every down back, but a three down back for the bears. That's his ceiling. So that could potentially work out really well with Devonte Adams as their, as his wide receiver one. So that's, that's, that could turn out really well for him. It's going to be really mm-hmm. interesting to see which other wide receivers he adds to that roster. Yeah. And honestly coming around in the fifth round, I'm sure he'll get someone just fine. Yeah. I hope uh, hopefully he doesn't go after the guy I'm looking at, but I'm sure the guy that I want is not going to be there. Gone by I the feel t- like the guy you're looking at is Calvin Ridley. Shut up, Joey. Stop it. <laughs> Joey, stop it. Joey, stop it. Stop. Stop right now, <laughs> Joey. Uh, so after David Montgomery went at 4-8, Mark Ingram went at 4-9 to Daddy Eric. Uh, now it sounds weird when I say it like that. Um, <laughs> it's three-rake, all right? It's three-rake. <laughs> you made Rick and Morty, all right? That's, uh, that's what his name is. Uh, so okay, yeah. So, so Los Balls on the clock. He has Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Jones in the first and third round, and then the second round he had Mike Evans. So he really can go anywhere here. Um, hmm. I'm I'm assuming he won't go tight end, but Eric Ebron going in the fourth round. I'm still Tyreek Hill. Wow, uh, wow, that can work out chance. really well. Okay, I mean, well. do you think he plays all sixteen? I feel like it's inevitable that he gets suspended. Hey, even if no, he he's going to get suspended games, one way or another. probably still a good value. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know? Okay, so Tyreek Hill's off the board. I'm up. Um, Fantasy Wolf is picking, and I feel... All right, so I think I'm going to go... Oof. Yeah, I'm going to go for my guy here. Um, <clears throat> so, mainly just because I, I made a post about Matt Ryan... And uh, oh god, here it, comes. here it comes. Yeah, you know, here, it, here it's coming. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt Ryan's games inside of a dome last year, he was averaging, I think, twenty five point eight points per game. And just to give you an idea, Patrick Mahomes had twenty six points per game the whole entire year. So Matt Ryan played eight games in a dome last year, eight games outside, and going into twenty nineteen, he's got thirteen games inside of a dome and three games outside not that that's a huge indicator but i think you know now that he has a offensive coordinator that he's had in the past 
we're not going to see that flip-flop season from Matt Ryan. And for those of you who don't know, um, if history shows, Matt Ryan should have a terrible year this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he's, he's, he's killed it with Dirk Cutter in the past. <laughs> exactly. And uh, he's being reunited rather seen, than having we've another seen multiple coordinator. wide receivers be great undercutter with Matt Ryan. So yeah. it could definitely happen. And especially someone with Calvin Ridley's route running ability and his separation skills, like it could definitely happen this year. I have Calvin Ridley actually, he's ranked as my wide receiver fourteen or fifteen. He's really high up there in my rankings. That's up, that's up there. Patrick Mahomes yeah. off the board. Now, and before Patrick Mahomes went Kenyon Drake. So I'm not a big fan of drafting my quarterback early, but I probably would have won Mahomes over Kenyon Drake personally. <laughs> <laughs> he got both of them. Yeah. He did. He did. All right. Was... So right now, ooh, looking at some options. I could take a wide receiver here, but I might have to pick a running back only because it's starting to get pretty thin. Uh, especially like, I mean, some of the best guys available, Miles Sanders, he's pretty down there. Chris Carson is there. I'm not a fan of that pick. I, I like Penny. Not like better, but um, I definitely want to get Penny in that value later on rather than taking Carson here. Um, that's tough. It's tough. I don't want Cohen. I don't want Geis. There is one guy I want, but will he be there next round? Are you looking for a running back right now, Joey? Yeah. I think I know who you're looking at. And you he's think not I gonna, know? He's not going to be there. <laughs> but do I take him now and reach? Listen, Ooh, if, if like it this? comes down to it, it, like you're at the beginning of the of the round, and uh-huh. your pick isn't coming until a full round later, I think you throw ADP out the window. If you really want a guy, yeah, I, mean, I always preach that. Are you are you about to take Daryl Henderson right now? Yes, he is. No. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. That's that's who I was thinking too. Okay, yeah. so since you got, I don't think either of you guys Jack are really was about to pick Dal Henderson at, at the final <laughs> in this round, at the end of this round. You know, <laughs> I think I'm going to go wide receiver just because it's three wide receiver. And I don't know if I'm going to get the guy I want. Probably not. But I'm going to yeah. go Kenny Galladay here. Get I like my it. wide receiver three locked down. The guy I was looking for is Tevin Coleman. But it, it feels like it's really early to take him where I am. But I just know he's not going to be there at the 6'11". Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. going to take him there. Um... He might, unless, unless, yeah, I don't know. He he could he could be available at six eleven. That's his ADP right now. It's like the back of the six, yeah. like six he nine, six available. ten. I think know. he's starting to go up though, especially with the rumors that he's going to be the lead back there. So, yeah. uh, well, because of the there's a lot of confusion still in that backfield, so people might be hesitant to take any back, you know, take any back until later. Mm-hmm. In the so right. you never. Know. Um. So so right now, analysts, you have Alvin Kamara as your running back one, and you have three wide receivers: T. Y. Hilton, Calvin Ridley, and Kenny Galladay. I think that's pretty good, man. Um, yeah, I feel good with that. And then I have Zach Ertz, 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 That's legit. You never know, you man. Get... Kamara, Kamara can fill in like two running back positions, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. And that's, that's another reason why I wanted to go wide receiver there, too. Because like I was talking about before, when I come back, when the turn comes back, I mean, Cooper Cup, Sammy Watkins, Tyler Lockett, Chris Godwin, probably all going to be gone. I might be able to get someone like Jarvis Landry. But then again, my best option might be someone like Mike Williams. So, right. um. I don't know. It's just I, I felt comfortable taking a wide receiver there, knowing I have Kamara and that is three wide receiver. You've but, got a you've got a pretty high ceiling with your wide receivers with yeah. T.Y. Hilton, Calvin Ridley, and Kenny Galladay. So yeah, those guys can win weeks. Yeah, Galladay so, can definitely you know easily. I think he returns fifth round value, right as his floor. Really, I mean, 
fifth round is good. I mean, it's 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 a run heavy team, right? Like it's a run heavy team. He's he's heavy team. And Marvin Jones is coming back. I mean, Marvin Jones right. was still the wide receiver one before he got hurt. Yeah. Right. He uh, finished as a wide receiver twelve in twenty seventeen. So yeah. Tyler Lockett in the fifth round after Kenny Galladay. Cooper Cup right after that. Okay. Uh, now I, I personally think Lockett at five three is a, is really early. Reach, reach, um, yeah. especially in a full PPR league. Um, I think he's way more valuable standard and half point, just because I don't think he'll be getting volume. Now, I mean, he, he is going to be moved around the slot, according to reports. How much do you buy into that? With you know them drafting Gary Jennings, John Ursua? I I, um, I buy into it a ton, but that because that's what they've always done with mm-hmm. Tal. He's always been playing in the slot, even with Doug Baldwin. He's been moving yeah. in and out his whole career. If you look at the snap percentages, his whole career, he's been moving into the slot. But you know what I don't buy in? I think my main thing is him replacing Doug Baldwin in that exact role. Because I think Tyler Lockett does what he does best on the outside. And he does what he does best with with what he did with Wilson last year and what they sustained. I mean, that's unrepeatable. And they had a ton of success. I don't think they move him into Doug Baldwin's role. I think they drafted two other, three other wide receivers, like you said, for one of them to jump to that role um yeah i don't yeah. know i don't buy that he stays in the slot yeah, yeah and i like i'm really really high on gary jennings uh especially as a dynasty stash i think gary jennings is going to turn out to be a really good fill-in for doug baldwin right. uh, if not this year the next year or the year after that so if you're in a dynasty definitely target him now it, just curious uh in your guys opinion this is a seattle team that still wants to run the ball but russell wilson's the highest paid quarterback in the league um, they drafted three wide receivers. I mean, do do you think maybe they throw the ball a little more this year? Or we'll, we'll get to that after Faraz makes his pick real yep. quick. Yep. <laughs> okay, guys. So I am uh, I'm on the clock here, right? So my only wide receiver on the board right now is Julian Edelman. A guy I really, really, really like this year is Tyler Boyd. Uh, but I don't know if his ceiling is high enough. You know, I kind of need a wide receiver one, right? Like Julian Edelman's a solid wide receiver too. So I think a guy who has... I think somewhat of a floor this year and uh, a low end wide receiver one ceiling is Robbie Anderson. So I, I think like go with Robbie Anderson here, um, you know, as yeah. a guy who can potentially have that ceiling for a wide receiver one, but also be a solid wide receiver two as a floor. Honestly, like I really think that he'll get that volume this year. Um, he has deep playability and he can potentially work some more routes underneath under Adam Gase. I yep. think the biggest thing about Robbie for me is. If you I, like the Jets' offense for me is going to be hit or miss, right? So we're yep. either going to get see a much elevated offense, and with that, Sam Darnold could be a top fifteen QB. Robbie Anderson can make his way into a top fifteen wide receiver. Right. For... Oh, <laughs> what's up? What happened? I think his uh, his audio cut out. Oh, okay. oh, there he is. My audio? No, there you are. Uh, so you were you were talking about Robbie Anderson and and uh, the Jets' oh, offense. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying the Jets' offense could really... I think it's going to be hit or miss in terms of the offense as a whole. So things could totally turn around. Sam Darnold could build off of some of the success he had in select games last year. And then everybody kind of takes a step forward. Robbie Anderson can be a top 15 wide receiver. Sam Darnold could be a top 15 QB. So, uh, I mean, and the other option to that is it kind of stays at the same level it did last year. Maybe it improves a little bit. But Anderson could be inconsistent as long with Don, along with Darnold. But uh, yeah, if you buy into that offense, taking a huge leap forward, and if they actually do, you can get some pretty good value there. Yeah, yeah no, I think so too. And I think honestly, I don't even think the offense needs to take a huge step forward for Robbie to get his. You know, I think he he showed That's that. 
when when you know he can get an elite target share. You know, um, I don't think they have any wide receiver. I think you know Jamison Crowder. You know, definitely from the slot, he can can get a lot, uh, can can get a lot done. We saw Sammy kind of like you know look at the slot a lot, especially when Anunwa was was there in the you know at the early part of the year. Uh, but you know who knows if Crowder can actually be healthy for a full season. Um, but I think he has a good chemistry with Robbie. He's shown that on the deep ball too. So I I, I I'm excited about Robbie. I think. Fifth round for Robbie is um, a little bit of a reach, but he could, he could return that value though, right? If he has, oh, so. if he connects with Darnold, so there's that upside. I'm um, I'm talking about as like ADP wise. I think yeah. he's not mm-hmm. taking the fifth right now, but yeah. there's a chance that he won't be there coming back around. So yeah. it's currently my pick. It's the back of the fifth round right now, and I have a pick after two more picks, obviously because I'm the eleventh pick right now. And <laughs> I mean, I have monster value staring me in the face. Uh, my number one ranked quarterback is staring me right in the face in Aaron Rodgers. And it's really, really hard mm-hmm. to pass him up. Uh, I understand that, you know, you have guys like um, DJ Moore still on the board. You have a bunch of other guys that I really like. But I think Aaron Rodgers would be the no-brainer here. A guy that can finish pretty much guaranteeing the top two uh, quarterbacks and return value. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to anchor my position just like you did uh, with the tight ends early on. Interesting. Okay. I don't hate, I don't hate that. Like, I'm... I think me and Faraz are both people that take quarterbacks very, very late. But I don't. I mean, if you look at the track record for Rodgers and where he's been going the last couple of years, and the fact that this offense could be much improved, and there's a chance we see that same exact Aaron Rodgers, um, I think you can definitely return value there. Listen, he he was hobbled last year, and he broke his collarbone the year before. So even playing injured, he finishes one of the top quarterbacks. Um, I forgot exactly what place he finished. And so with a healthy. Aaron Rodgers and a new system with modern concepts and getting his receivers back healthy. I think it's a no brainer that Aaron Rodgers finishes as a top two quarterback this year. And, you know, I can't stay away from that value. And I'm one of those guys that doesn't like to take a quarterback early either. But if there's value like that, give that, yeah. give that to me. You got to look at your board, right? Um, and if, you know, if he comes off of the Baker. board, he's the best player available, take him. Ooh, yep. Baker just went ahead of Andrew Luck. Wow, DJ Moore went right after Aaron Rodgers, and then at the turn, he also took Baker Mayfield. Now, draft room pod is back on the board. So this is really tricky because <laughs> obviously Daryl Henderson is on the board, and I really want to take him as as Gurley's fill. And uh, I know he's not going to come back to me, but you also have guys on the board in a full PPR like James White, Tariq Cohen, uh, who are pretty enticing. Um, I think at this point, though, I'm going to go with a guy that we were talking about a little bit earlier. A guy that's being reunited by his, with his coach, a guy that's finished RB nineteen no. or twenty one in no. all three of his seasons, no. and I'm going to take Tevin Coleman here. No, take him as my RB three. Oh, it's a good pick, man. Um, no, if, he's, pick. if he's the starter, there's no doubt he finishes like under a, a mid a mid RB two uh, in full PPR leagues. So if I can be honest with you, I hope he's not the starter. I hope that he he only has that change of pace role. I hope he's only in, in on third downs because we saw how ineffective he is between the tackles. And I think Jarek McKinnon is better suited for that role. Uh, coming off that ACL, I think he could take that role as the season progresses. But I want Tevin Coleman around the corner. I want him around the edge. I don't want him running up the middle, pounding the right. rock like that. Well, so. you know, with Kyle Shanahan's offense, you know, it's mostly – you know, off tackle, you know what I mean? Zone read plays. Hybrid, hybrid zone yeah. run scheme for sure. Yeah. Very, very creative offense. So I think Tevin's going to be put in a good space and he already knows the system. So uh, I think it's a, you know, he succeeds no matter what. And you know, what's interesting is um, if you take the best game for every 49ers running back, like 
throughout the course of the whole year. I mean, they averaged 12.7 points per game. And if you take it from where Nick Mullins took over in from week nine and the offense kind of took another step forward uh, from like when they had CJ Beathard, it was just kind of a mess for a little while. So their running backs averaged 16.1 points per game, which would have been the running back 11 last year. Wow. So just worth noting how good Shanahan's system is for running backs and the potential of Tevin Coleman. Yeah. I mean, Bre- to upper hand Brita, Brita definitely. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Pick no, okay. no, it's okay. I, I, I'm on the clock right now. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Josh Jacobs are my two running backs. Uh, Travis Kelsey, I picked him. Julian Edelman and Robbie Anderson were, were my wide receiver one and wide receiver two. Mm. Now, I could go with a guy like Mike Williams. I think he can take a step forward this year. Uh, I'm not 100% sold that his volume will be there on, on a weekly basis. Um, I kind of want a guy who's a little bit more consistent, especially in a full PPR league. Um, I think where consistency man, man, matters a little bit more. Uh, and I'm definitely going to reach here. Uh, Don't do it. Go Geronimo. No. <laughs> wow. Great pick. Great pick right there, man. I love that Thanks, pick. Man. I love that pick. Yeah, Can't I go wrong with it. I think this, he provides. He's going to provide consistency, and he's going to move around in this offense a little bit uh, for a lot of reasons that you were talking about, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and a lot of people are really high on MBS or EQ St. Brown, and you got to understand that with Rodgers, he doesn't like throwing to guys that he doesn't trust, and I think Geronimo and him have that trust. Where last year you saw him throwing at MBS or EQ, and he was just shaking his head after every single drop or every <laughs> single miss, and he was just he's, like, "Who the fuck are these guys?" You know, Aaron like, Rodgers tells you exactly how he feels about right every, every play. Right. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. And and... It's never his fault. <laughs> <laughs> Always the receiver's fault. That's, that's him. Hunter Henry, like he's a guy, you know, that's part of the reason why I didn't take Mike Williams. Um, because And then Mike Williams he, right after. <laughs> it's it's Keenan Allen, right? I already have Melvin Gordon, right? You have Hunter Henry. And where does Mike Williams fall? Now, he has the tools to be that guy, right? He was a top whatever pick in, in the real NFL draft. Um, but I just don't know if he gets that volume. He can have those monster games like he did, and like he did in the fantasy playoffs yeah. last season. But you know, he can also have games where you know he's not as consistent. So that's kind of why uh, I wasn't really looking for so, so much upside at that pick. So I was perfectly fine taking a guy like Allison. I totally agree there. I mean, with Tyrell Williams gone, uh, Mike Williams, I think, takes that jump ball 50-50 role as well, uh, yeah. where he's not that burner, where he can be as quick as Tyrell and outrun secondaries. Um, but the one thing that does scare me about Mike Williams is that he doesn't have the ability to separate as well. Right. Um, so there's that. And Matt Ryan comes off the board right after in the sixth interesting. round. Interesting, interesting. I was, you know, I was debating, because I'm really high on Matt Ryan. I was debating if I was going to pick him at the 7.2. Because especially uh, Wolf already has a QB, so there's no way he's going to take Ryan at that point. Yep. But um, with Ryan gone, I'm definitely not really looking at a QB anymore. Uh, I need a running back. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tariq Cohen went right after Matt Ryan. Uh, full, full PPR, so Cohen can bring that, you know, provide now, that. I'm on the clock. My only running back right now is Alvin Kamara. My options here, I have Darius Geis, Miles Sanders, Daryl Henderson, Lamar Miller, Kareem Hunt, Rashad Penny, Latavius Murray, and so forth. So um, I think if I was aiming for maybe a running back three, I would go Daryl Henderson. But just because we can't count on him to have that starting, it's tough. I really want to take him here. And if he's there at 7.2, you bet I'm going to take him. But do any of these other guys even fit better as a running back too? Oh, it's tough. I can't. I know I can't trust Sanders. 
Would you want to maybe go wide receiver and then wait for a running back on the next one if you like a wide receiver better than all these guys? Well, if I'm looking at the wide receivers, there's some guys. Alshon Jeffrey, Allen Robinson, Will Fuller, McCall Hardman. You know, I just... A lot of the wide receivers are like are are later. I mean, I could take someone like Allen Robinson or Alshon Jeffrey, but I don't really don't. I really don't think I want to do that. I think I need to take two running backs here, or else if I wait too long, I'm just not going to be anyone available. Um, I think I'm gonna. I don't like it, but I think I. Uh, damn, this is tough. I got thirty seconds. Um, now do I think this guy's gonna? All right, fuck it. I'm taking Darius Geis. <laughs> there you go. Darius Geis. At I had to do something. So I took Darius Geis. If he ends up being healthy and if he ends up being the starter, maybe there's value to be salvaged. I'm really hoping I can get Daryl Henderson on the turnaround. I don't love the Darius Geis pick, but I waited this. I waited until the end of the sixth round to get mm-hmm. another running back, so I can't really complain about What's available? Um, Even if you get Daryl, you know, you, if you get Daryl Henderson at seven two, you're going to be starting Daryl Henderson week one over yeah. Darius guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's probably going to happen. <laughs> so, but so you know what? Like you said, Alvin Kamara, Darius guys is RB two. T Y Hilton, Calvin Ridley, Kenny Gallon, and Zach Ertz. You know that's not bad. Outside of the Darius guys pick, I, I really like the roster that you had. Or you still have. Um, I think you can definitely make up for that Darius guys pick, uh, drafting a guy that you know will be valuable in a PPR format at the seven two. So right, because how how much how much do you guys think that Darius guys will be involved in the pass game? None, like none barely. at all. I mean, like, I think he's capable. He's capable. But, he's capable, but, but I listen. I, I don't think he has the ability to turn up field. I think he's more of like a Jordan Howard profiled pass catcher right. where he doesn't have the ability in space. Like other guys do, especially coming off that ACL. And Chris Thompson's still there. Samaj P. Ryan's still there. Um, obviously, AP's still there. Right. So it's just a question of how it's much work is there. It's a great point you make about, uh, you know, it's not just about catching the ball, right? Uh, it's about catching the ball and, like, what are you going to do, do after it? And if you saw in the beginning of last year, Jordan Howard got that opportunity, uh, but he didn't do anything after that. He got, he caught the ball. He would catch the ball and get tackled. <laughs> no, you know, this is five yards off the field and get tackled. Anyway, Call. sorry, you're on, you're on the clock here. This is interesting because I thinking but in my head, I was sold Alan on picking Robinson Henderson. and Alshon Jeffrey went right before this. Yeah. So the two wide receivers I was debating are gone. Um, <laughs> I was really, I was really set on getting Henderson, but I think I might go Sanders here. I mean, I don't love it because of the committee, but they do have that great offensive line. He's been talked up a bunch. He's three down capable. It's it's tough. I mean, like I said, the running backs here, you're, you don't have a great choice. You don't have great options. And the upside for Henderson is huge. But if, you know, if Malcolm Brown ends up being a big part of this offense, there is that risk. And I need someone who can at least be on the field. I, I think I'm going to go Sanders. Yeah, it's and if Gur- like, Gurley stays it's healthy, it's kind of a waste of a pick too, right? Exactly. He's not well, I mean, field. I, honestly, if I'm picking Henderson, I want Gurley to be healthy. And the reason for that is because Henderson <laughs> is definitely going to be the complement, you know, opposed to a guy like Brown. You know what I mean? Opposed to like if Daryl Hender- if Gurley were to go down, yes, Daryl Henderson will probably get more of an opportunity. But – if you're drafting Henderson closer to the draft, you're probably drafting him a little bit higher. So you want to make sure that he has a role locked down at least. You know um, what that makes me think of? What's that? Like uh, Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. Right. That's a, that's a good point. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a very good point. Where Justin Jackson is more of like the handcuff to Melvin Gordon, mm-hmm. and Austin Eckler is more—he's more than a handcuff, right? He's that guy that's still involved. Um, exactly. And like you were talking about, that's kind of like Daryl Henderson, what we envisioned him to be. Yeah. So I—I I mean, I think I'm okay with my running backs. I mean, I'm not happy with it, obviously, but with how far I waited, um, you know, if, if Sanders ends up giving me some sort of running back two value. I think that's awesome. I think I won, you know, not won the league, but I think I was saying like, <laughs> I think I returned value at that point. And guys, you know, it's kind of a hit or miss at his best. It's full PPR at his best. I mean, he's a great running back when he's healthy. So, and that and offensive it, line is great too. Yeah. And you never know. I mean, like he can come out. Oh, uh, there's Daryl going at the seven four. Daddy Rick. So, see, Daddy Eric, like, he got Zeke, Damian Williams, and Mark Ingram as his running back one, two, and three. Jesus. And taking Henderson up as your, as your running back four, that's kind of where you want to be. Wow. Zeke, Williams, Ingram. He's pretty set with his running backs, for sure. Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, I'm on the clock. Oh, no, I'm not. Not yet. <laughs> so, let's, let's look over some teams Who are you right picking? Now. Who are you picking for us? <laughs> <laughs> so, for me, like, I'm looking at uh, some running back depth, right? I have Melvin Gordon, Josh Jacobs, and nothing after that. So the guys I'm looking at, um, guys involved in the past game, like Lamar Miller, that's one guy I'm looking at because he's solid depth and he's a three-down back right now. Obviously, Deontay Foreman's a threat, uh, but we kind of have to see how that works out. Um, Rashad Penny has a role right now, right? Mike Davis left, so he'll be that guy uh, in the backfield with Chris Carson. He's the 1A. I think Penny will be the 1B, but be a little bit more involved in the passing game. Uh, so I think he has a role. Latavius Murray, I think, has a role as well. Um, being that compliment to Alvin Kamara. I'm, I'm lower on Kamara than you guys because I think that Murray actually assumes that role that Sean Payton has always reserved, uh, you know, and Kamara, you know, keeps his role that right. Payton has always reserved for that for that type of player. Yeah, um, and, you know, the signing of Buck Allen, too, kind of scares me as well, where it's he's, he's a really good pass-catching back, and you've got to figure that he's going to be involved as well in that offense. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I'd be too worried about Buck Allen. I'm not he worried seems about to be phased here. out by I'm, Ty Montgomery. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, Sean Payton wants to make sure he gets guys who can catch the football. Right. right? If Alvin Kamara were to go down, hey, he's probably going to uptick Kamara's workload just a little bit this year, right? Um, I'm talking about uptick it from when Mark Ingram came back, right? Right, right. So, right. you know, if he gets a little more workload, a little more chance of injury, he wants a guy – he needs a running back who can catch the ball. It's a main part of his offense, right? Yeah. So um, he, he's kind of – I think he's just kind of assuring that he has that on the roster. That's a great point, for sure. Uh, so I'm on the clock here. 117 left. Sterling Shepard went right before me. Evan Ingram went right before that. I didn't want either of those guys, so I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> you know what Giants players? I'm looking at. Uh, <laughs> if I were to pick anybody, uh, anybody off the board right now, I don't think I see anybody that I'm really, you know, gung ho over. So I might choose to go some running back depth. And by the way, those wide receivers are people who are listening: Wolf Fuller, Nikhil, Nikhil Harry. Uh, Nicole Hardman, Dante Pettis, Golden Tate, DK Metcalf, Christian Kirk, Corey Davis. Those are the guys I'm looking at. Uh, I do like Chris, Christian Kirk. I just think that I, I, at this point of the draft, I'd probably rather have some running back depth. Um, so here, I think I'm going to go with, with the starter and a guy who's involved in the passing game, and that's Lamar Miller. Okay. I like that pick. That's a really good value in the seventh round. I think so. Uh, he's a starter. Uh, he's currently their three down back, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously he's not the best player but he showed that he can handle that workload and if he's if he's my for example i think in this league if we if i started a team he would end up being my flex so that's not bad 
it's not bad at all. I mean, his his uh his risk is also baked into that price. Where if Deontay Foreman was to usurp his role, I mean, you're giving up a seventh round pick, which is not that bad. It's not it's not the, the end of the world, exactly. Right. And, and absolutely, like the risk is baked into his ADP. Yeah. Now, I want to bring something up because I feel like a lot of people are pretty high in the kill Harry, and I think that's great. I think he's a very good wide receiver, but is it possible Josh Gordon? comes back yeah i mean from from what i've heard um here we'll we'll let you go over this and then i'll get back to that that's a great point because i was actually going to ask you guys like what do you guys feel about Nikhil harry going this high um but we'll talk about that in just a second so i'm never one to draft qbs or tight ends early unless they fall to me at the right price and i'm staring at a guy right now who i think has top three upside at the tight end position absolutely oj howard Uh, oj howard with 34 receptions. I mean, this guy finished as a tight end. What was it? Tight end 11 um, in half PPR. And he played 10 games. So he missed 33% of his games. Um, and he capitalized on his opportunities. He had the highest adjusted yards per completion, highest fantasy points per target, highest yards per route run amongst all tight ends. This guy's a straight baller. And I think with Bruce Arians, I mean, I get that Bruce Arians doesn't really utilize his tight ends. And I think that Cameron Braid does limit his upside a little bit. But I think between the 20s, O.J. Howard is going to ball out. And I'm really happy taking him right now because I have the pick and two picks coming yeah, right up. You know, I am I'm, I don't personally buy uh, the fact that Bruce Arias doesn't use tight ends. Um, you know, when he was with Pittsburgh, they didn't have huge passing volume. But, they, you know, Heath Miller still finished pretty high yeah. uh, in targets, yeah. right? Um, you know, it wasn't a flashy name, but they didn't have a flashy guy. Yeah. Um, now OJ Howard, you know, can be one of the, he can be played as a wide receiver in that offense. And I that, don't think they're going to let that talent go to waste, especially Bruce Arians. He's going to use, guys. that's a really great point because he's one of those guys that can be lined up in the slot as a mismatch weapon. And, uh, you oh, know, yeah. I think Arians loves those mismatch guys. Easy. So I'm back up again. Uh, Nikhil Harry and Cortland Sutton, two guys who I don't understand why they're being picked this high. <laughs> they just went right before me. Uh, so I'm pretty happy. I have all of my picks here. I think I'm going to go wide receiver just because I only have two right now in Odell Beckham and, and uh, Stephon Diggs. Um, I'm staring at Will Fuller. I'm staring at Dante Pettis, Christian Kirk. I will never draft DK Metcalf. I think he's going to be a bust. Uh, <laughs> Marvin Jones is also staring me right in the face, a guy who has a monster ceiling, uh, who finished as a wide receiver one, wide receiver 12 two years ago. But I think I'm going to go with a talent here uh, that reminds me a little bit about OBJ. And that's going to be Dante Pettis. Uh, I think, uh, Faraz, we spoke. I knew you were going to take him. Yeah. We spoke about him on that podcast we did together, man. I love Pettis this year. I think uh, he comes back with with a vengeance after that injury. And um, just one thing I want to bring up real quick. Now, normally uh, with the OJ Howard pick, I like the pick. My only thing would be like if this was a real, you know, it's it's a mock draft. But uh, if this was a real draft. I would have looked at Rummel's pick and realized that he picked Kittle third in the third round. So mm-hmm. you know that Howard's going to be there on a, a roundabout. So in a real situation, I probably would have took, like, went for, I mean, he didn't take anyone you wanted. That's a great like, point. Nikhil, Harry, and, that Jordan, is a great point. and Sutton. But uh, it's definitely important to know because 
like I was saying before about the QB position where I know that guy already has a quarterback. So if I want one, he's going to be there in the end of round. Yep. So for your tight end, you could have waited till eight and then got a wide receiver you wanted. Thankfully, you didn't take anyone you wanted. And it's just a mock draft. Thankfully, I yeah. wanted to bring it but up. Also, but also to, you know, to speak to that, I think I was staring at three wide receivers that I would have been more than happy taking at this range. And it's those three guys That's I was true. talking about and Christian Kirk, Marvin mm-hmm. Jones or Dante Pettis. I'd be happy with any, any of them at that price. So, yeah. um, but definitely right in a real draft. Make sure you look at the draft board. Yeah. If you're <laughs> sitting at 11 or two, look at that person's team who's sitting at the end to see like who they have and who they might pick. So you can use that to your advantage. What they need. Yeah, exactly. So Vance McDonald went right before me. Will Fuller right before that. Jared Cook at 8-3. I think, you know, it's a it's a good pick because like the upside is there, right, with Jared Cook in that offense, right? Uh, So I'm up. Um, A couple guys I'm looking at. Actually, I'm looking only looking at one guy. Uh, I'm looking at Christian Kirk right now. That's (laughs) that's the guy I'm looking at at running back. I didn't pick yet. So let's see. Hold oh, on. oh, oh, okay. Let's right. uh, pull back. Christian Kirk. Uh, <laughs> it's Christian Kirk at this point. You got um, him, man. I, I think, see, it's funny. Like, you know, you go the first, I go the first three rounds without taking a wide receiver. Um, But I'm actually pretty happy with my wide receiver uh, position. Like Julian Edelman, Robbie Anderson, Geronimo Allison, and Christian Kirk. My favorite thing about this is because I can probably package two of these guys and get my wide receiver one. Yeah, you know, if there's a team that doesn't have depth, I target that team and I say, hey, give me Mike Evans. You know, I'll give you, you know, Robbie and Geronimo or something like that or Christian Kirk and Julian. You know what I mean? Like and and I'll get that guy and I'll, you know, because one of these guys are going to be on my bench. And if Christian Kirk's my flex and Lamar Mills on my bench, I think I'm sitting I'm sitting pretty. Oh, yeah. So one thing I want to circle back to is the Nikhil Harry thing we were talking about. Mm hmm. Um, can Josh Gordon return? Now, the whole thing is Josh Gordon and Martavis Bryant, I believe they're both uh, on the commissioner's list for marijuana use, but there's been no word on a suspension for the longest time yet. And, you know, by now, guys who have had PED issues or anything like that, the second it happens, they're suspended. So um, they could well, be I still deciding. The, if I'm not mistaken, he's on the exempt list right now, right? Correct. Yeah, but he but he hasn't given a suspension. Well, right. I mean, he can I mean? take an off. I think. Depending so here's the th- here's the thing yeah. though. Here's the thing. Even if Gordon comes back, I think Gordon and Nikhil will play two different roles. I think Gordon's more of that field stretcher, that contested catch guy, where mm-hmm. Nikhil can be that guy. But I think Nikhil sits across from Gordon and plays more of that X receiver role, right? Where he's not always demanded to to go run a fly route or a nine route or, or yeah. a deep post. I think Nikhil is a little bit more versatile. Um, he can run those slot routes as well over the middle. I think he's shown to do that. And I think Nikhil is just a different talent from this this wide receiver room that they have in New England. So uh, I think Josh Gordon being there helps Nikhil a little bit. Interesting. Yeah, in, I mean, in, a, in a redraft scenario, like I would probably disagree. Like I think Josh Gordon being there kills Nikhil Harry's value. Um, you think so? Yeah, I think so. In, with in Dynasty, team... if Josh Gordon comes back, trading for Nikhil Harry. <laughs> right uh because like his his value might be lower than what his what his value should be right uh, but i think josh gordon commands those targets i think with julian edelman there you know he's gonna get his right josh gordon i think he was already in this system for a little bit it, it took him a little bit to get it i don't think he ran a full route tree yet yeah um, because it's a complicated system to learn um and i think once he comes back he might pick up a couple of new routes in that tree Yep. Uh, analyst is on the clock, but yeah, I think the point is that, like, I, I think that he, as a rookie, it's going to be tough. Um, yeah. No, no Patriots wide receiver, rookie wide receiver, has done a lot. 
Um, and it's a tough, tough um, position to learn, especially. That's in a your... valid point. I mean, I wouldn't even take Nikhil before like the 11th or 12th round. I probably wouldn't draft Nikhil at all. You know, yeah. I, I don't like drafting rookie wide receivers. Uh, the last one to pop was really OBJ. So, yeah. I mean, there's that point. But I going back talk... to Josh Gordon really quickly, I just wanted to, before you pick, I just wanted to say, <laughs> I mean, with Josh Gordon, how many times is Tom Brady at the age of 41, 42 going to be slinging it down 40 yards down the field? Uh, I mean, how much juice does he really have left in him? So I feel like, you know, he doesn't get the high volume. Um, but I definitely see your point where in a dynasty, 100% I'm picking up to kill. Or even like in the red zone, you know, right. he doesn't right. have Gronk there anymore. Right. Josh Gordon is definitely a great contested catch guy. Yeah. But so right now I'm looking at a few options. I'm definitely going to take a quarterback within these two picks. But I know my guy in front of me picked Mahomes in the fifth round. So I have no reason to look to take one now. Um, I'm looking at a few guys. It is a PPR Running backs, I'm not too hot on any of them right now, other than maybe I can try to handcuff Murray with Kamara, but that's not really a handcuff. More of they're going to have two different roles. Although, if Kamara were to get hurt, then... That's a handcuff right there. That's a, one of the best handcuffs in the league. I mean, if Kamara were to go down, Murray's a three-down back. High-powered well, I mean, offense. Yeah, sure. but I think I'm going to go wide receiver. Oof, this is tough. So the wide receiver I'm looking at right now is Kiki to Kiki Kuti. Yep. Um, in a PPR, I mean, what is this? The ninth round? I think he can. The eighth round. I think he can definitely return value there. Really thinking about taking Murray, but I think I'm gonna go Kuti. Great pick. That was actually my next target as well. If nice. it loads, okay. Yeah. So really quick before before we talk about that pick, I just want to go over what happened in that last round after I picked up oh, yeah. Dante Pettis. Uh, right after I picked Dante Pettis, Jared Cook, of course, we talked about. Then Will Fuller, Vance McDonald, Christian Kirk. That was your pick for us. Um, and then right after you, we we saw a run on quarterbacks. Carson Wentz and Kyler Murray went back to back right there. What do you guys feel about that? Mm, interesting. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Murray. And like, I think there's huge upside with uh, Kyler Murray. He is a rookie, and that's a huge part of why people are being pretty cautious. Well, people aren't being cautious, but <laughs> like <laughs> from an outside perspective, your initial thought is to be cautious with him. And uh, I think there's a good chance that Kingsbury offense works, and I think it can be really good in the NFL. But in the chance that it doesn't, this whole offense can just kind of upset people's expectations. So I don't yeah. know. I in the chance that it does work, Kyler Murray, I mean, it's going to sound crazy, but I think Kyler Murray could finish as a top 10, top 5 quarterback if the offense plays to its fullest potential. Because He's like QB8 right now, for QB8. a reason. Yeah. Do, do you guys think, I mean, I think he has an inherent high floor. Yeah. yeah. Of his rushing ability and all the volume he's going to get. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know how he doesn't finish as a QB1. Honestly, I, I, I don't know how that happens. I mean, he's not Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson can't throw yet. You know what I mean? But he has a rushing ability that he can gain 40 to 50 yards per game on the ground, um, plus any touchdowns he throws and, you know, whatever he whatever yards he throws for. So with all the wide receivers they have and that high, like that high passing volume type of offense with David Johnson there too, helping him out. It's I don't I just I don't see a path that he doesn't get that get, become a QB one. Yeah, outside of injury, I think he's a he's a surefire like load him up top twelve QB. I, I think that's a great pick right there. I also think Carson Wentz was a really good pick as well. Uh, someone I'm really high on to have a bounce back here. Uh, but right after that, David Njoku went. Um, 
someone that I'm personally lower on. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, you guys I'm feel about David Joker? But I'm actually picking right now, so oh. I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> Whoops. My, my, exactly. <laughs> my pick right now. I got... He goes on for 10 minutes, and he's like, can I pick? <laughs> Did you pick uh, already? Um... <laughs> no, not yet. Before you, so so I had... And it's funny how fast I changed my mind, but I said I was going to pick a quarterback... But I think I'm going to wait just one round longer because there are a handful of guys I'd still consider. And I think uh, there's only one other team besides me that hasn't picked a quarterback. So, um, yeah, see. And I know Faraz is going to wait. What are we going to do? I'm just going to wait until like the 15th round. Uh, Let's just keep waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see who picks a quarterback later. You can grab like a Ben Roethlisberger back there. So I'm totally fine. So, yeah. Um, You even pick back there. Like, right. I just don't want to deal with the home road split. Yeah. We talked about, I talked about Latavius Murray before as picking QT, and he's still available. So I'm going to take him there. I think that's a good pick. You can, if I, if I were you, week one, so you have Alvin Kamara, Darius Geis, Miles Sanders, and Latavius Murray. Week one, I'm just going to go ahead and start Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> that's probably your best bet. Just, just keep, put that whole Saints. The Saints' backfield has either finished one or two over the past like twelve years or some stupid shit like that uh, in total fantasy points for their for their backfield. So just just do that. You're good. Yeah, there was a, remember that stretch over in 2017 where Ingram and Kamara were finishing as RB one for like four weeks back to back. Yeah, I remember that. So was it even RB one? I think they were like top five or something. Yeah, they were both crazy. like yeah. I think there was like a week where like Ingram fell out like the top like I think he put up like. 12 fantasy points, 13 fantasy points, but like it was consistent. Both of them were right. just going off. And oh, yeah. It was nutty, man. I, I remember I had to I had to face them Crazy. one of those times. That was Camaro's rookie year. Yep. Yep. Crazy, man. Yeah. Huh. So just a little side note. Um, I think Kevin Durant re-injured himself. Oh. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, so oh, the man. Warriors are winning 54-48. So it's, it's close. It's basketball. But anyway... No, no, no! I gotta, I gotta figure this out now. Because as a Knicks fan, I'm just like, please don't play. <laughs> James Washington went after Latavius Murray. That's interesting, right there. Yeah, that's a stretch. Yeah. The yeah. thing is, like, that could work out. Obviously, he could be the wide receiver. It could either work out or be a waste. Like, I don't right. think there's a between. <laughs> I just, think there's just, more of a chance of it point, being a waste. Yeah, at this point in the offseason, we just kind of don't know who that wide receiver two is going to be. Right. And I think it takes training camp and preseason to kind of determine that kind of situation. And I really have my money on Deontay Johnson winning that job, honestly. Over Moncrief and Washington? I think he, by the end of the season, we're going to look back and we're going to say yes. Deontay Johnson had a breakout, breakout rookie season. Really? I think oh, he's gonna, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's one of the best route running wide receivers Ooh. this entire draft. Yeah, um, Daddy, Daddy Eric making these questionable picks back to back. David and Joku and DK. Daddy Mark. Eric, fantasy football analyst, is calling you out, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, am I up? No, not up yet. Um, so yeah, so right before me, uh, he, this guy has Juju, Brandon Cook, Sterling Shepard at wide receiver. Oh, he looks looks like Sean McCoy in the ninth round. Um, who knows what's going to happen with that situation there? Uh, but I'm up at wide receiver. Um, I have Golden Tate, Corey Davis, Marvin Jones, Emmanuel Sanders, D.D. Westbrook, Paris Campbell on the board, Tyrell, Deshaun Jackson uh, at running back, Kareem Hunt, Jarek McKinnon, Royce Freeman, Austin Eckler, Edo Smith. Um, I think I want to get some more running back depth here. Um, ah. And I, I like wide receiver. Um, guys I'm looking at, you know, 
they kind of pop out a little bit. But I'm okay with my wide receiver situation right now. And, uh, you know, it's possible that either all the wide receivers start or one of them is on my bench. Um, so since I only have three running backs, I'm in the ninth round. I think I'm going to go Jarek McKinnon here. Um, you know, I think he's a guy that can be involved in the offense, whether he's the one or the two. Um, he's a versatile guy. And I think that this is actually going to be a, a two-man backfield and not a three-man backfield with Breida just because he's not as uh, capable in the receiving game. And Shanahan probably wants somebody who's versatile, so on the field at all times. So I think it's going to be between Coleman and McKinnon getting the lion's share of the work. Absolutely. And I think uh, McKinnon was in line for a ton of work last season before he tore his ACL as well. So Do you remember his ADP last season? It was very towards ACL. It was like the, the <laughs> middle of the third. It was insane. Yeah, third round, third round. Yeah, and I think yeah. it was warranted in PPR. In full PPR, I think it was warranted, especially in that system. Yeah. and But I remember a lot of people being like, wait, should I? Should I not? I don't know if I should. They were really confused about Derek McKinnon because... I, I, I was too. Yeah, he didn't do anything for, yeah. for Shannon to pay him that much money. So Now, I actually took an in-depth look at that. Um, so I was I was not, I was against drafting McKinnon because I thought that he would be relegated to third downs and passing down only. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I looked into it a little bit more, and then I I looked at specifically all the runs he had in outside zone schemes, mm-hmm. and he actually had a really high yards per carry yeah. on on particularly on outside zones. Uh, so I was like, this might actually be a good fit. Interesting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. so, so I, I thought that, okay, well, like he can run off tackle on the outside and he'd be just fine. So, uh, you know, if most of his work is, you know, kind of directed in that direction, which Shanahan probably knows because he, 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 he's, he's a whisperer when it comes to that type of thing. Um, yep. I think and he paid that, the man, he paid the man, he made him like the fourth highest running back at the time, which was yeah, insane. Right. So, you know, for me, this is more of a depth pick um, and, a, you know, po- a potential guy who could be a, a running back, too, in PPR. Now, I'm like just it. curious uh, for us. Yeah. Do you see Dante Foreman as a mandatory handcuff for Lamar Miller? No, I don't think so. Because Lamar Miller, I took him so late that I don't mm-hmm. need to double down on that backfield. You know what I mean? If Lamar Miller, for whatever reason, was like my top th- two pick, three pick or something like that, I want to kind of ensure that high purchase you know what i mean like if i'm buying like a a 15 thing at the store i'm not going to buy insurance for it you know what i mean it's like when you go to gamestop you get like a pre-owned game they're like do you want to insure it for two more dollars <laughs> yeah it's like no i don't but if i'm buying something for like if i'm buying like an xbox for like 300 dollars, i might pay like 20 bucks for you know some insurance <laughs> yep you know what i mean by the but, way, I thought this was a great analogy. I just want to say, I just want to yep. say. <laughs> so, uh, so someone's no, time is up. By the way, Mark Miller with Deontay Foreman. I, time is up. I think Deontay Foreman is a standalone upside pick late, regardless so, of Cab Miller or not. So I'm going to take the highest ranked player on the board right now. That's going to be Kareem Hunt, unless Please. you guys want me Let's to take him, Golden get Tate. Get him out the way. Kareem Hunt. All right. So he's got Kareem Hunt at the top of this draft board here. Thank you. No problem. I'm not going to lie. I was maybe thinking about taking Kareem Hunt maybe like the 10th round. Um, we now he's off the board. We he made my decision. Me, I mean, Kareem Hunt's on top, but I feel like he needs a wide receiver. <laughs> That's kind of what I was trying to do. I was like, uh, you know. Guys, can you so imagine good. like getting Kareem Hunt in like the 10th round? You kind of hold on to him, and then Nick Chubb gets hurt in like the third, the third week or something like that. You're like, okay, I think I got a gold mine here. And then you get yeah. Kareem Hunt fully healthy, fantasy playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a wrap at that point. Yeah. It's um, just, Jared you know. Hoff- Investing investing that roster spot for eight weeks is for nine weeks actually is a little bit tough, but yeah, um, no. But if you knew that Nick Chubb wasn't was going to be out, 
Right. I'm holding it easy. But yeah. like, like you said, I just can't draft him at any spot because you got to hold him for eight weeks, nine weeks because of the buy. Yeah. Now I'm just curious. Are we all on the same page? We all hate Golden Tate. <laughs> I don't listen. I like Golden Tate, just not with Eli or Daniel Jones throwing to him. That being said, hold on. Let me throw yeah. up. <laughs> I mean, I don't just throw up. Just hate just him. Thinking about Daniel Jones starting, man. I think it's full. I think in full PPR, like Golden Tate's good. Good. Um, like, um, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> he's, a, he's a good option. Yeah. I mean, I have I, I have statted out for about 125 targets this season. So that's a lot. It is a lot, but a lot. I think he demands that. Um, yeah, because I mean, like, he's. Uh, if you're Eli, getting a guy who's getting 120 targets and like short intermediate routes, and he's probably catching a high percentage of that, I mean that's a wide receiver two at the very least right there. You get that in the ninth round. Valid, valid. I think Saquon takes a little bit of that away, but oh, um, yeah. 100%. But right, remember, so, remember, OBJ is gone. That's right? true. There's a, lot, there's a lot of targets available. 160 targets available up for grabs. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm on the board right now, and I have a guy. I mean, this is someone that I was considering last round. I think I'm just going to take him right here. Or um, Marvin Jones. Yeah. So Marvin Jones yeah. only because it's a wide receiver heavy league and I want to shore up that wide receiver position, make sure I have as many good options available as possible uh, because I could potentially be starting four in one week. So I'm definitely going to take Marvin Jones here. That's a great. And I feel like the next guy you're looking at is Austin Eckler. <laughs> Damn, man. You got to you listen to my podcast. Someone's listened to my podcast. Let, let me ask you a question now. Like, were you oh, Marvin when you took? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Austin Eckler just went right after. Well, <laughs> what were we going to say? <laughs> Damn it. That's what Austin Eckler just went right after Marvin Jones. And th- those guys can't hear us. Like they're not we're not like live. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh but uh were you considering Marvin? Like obviously you love Dante. Mm-hmm. At, and you took him at eight two. Mm-hmm. Uh was Marvin Jones like your next best wide receiver? Or was it was it just... so it was between the three. It was between Christian Kirk, the guy that you took, Dante Pettis, okay. or Marvin Jones. And got Dante it. Pettis, I like the best out of all of them. Got it, got it. Okay. Yep. okay good yep. to know. Uh, James uh, Winston went in the tenth round, which is right around his ADP. That's like his ADP exactly. Um, uh, I think he's like one of those guys that uh, in the tenth round is kind of where I would start looking at quarterbacks, and he would be the first quarterback that I look at late. But James Winston is is a really James good late late round quarterback for sure. I think he I has think really good upside. If I can get guys in the thirteenth and fourteenth, I usually end up waiting, yeah. just because I end up liking the depth that I get. In the tenth, eleventh, twelfth round, you know, um, sometimes I just like skill positions, and if I like guys at skill positions, I just go for it, and then I wait on QB. So I, like I'm a- I know who you're gonna pick. I know. No, I no, I'm actually, I'm actually throwing this. Uh, I'm throwing a curveball right here. So I'm looking at all the running backs and wide receivers, and to be honest with you, I'd much rather wait on some of the later round sleepers that I have lined up. Um, I have a mantra value staring at me in the face right now. And I don't think I can pass this up, especially if he plays full 16 games. He's finished as a QB4 or higher. Uh, and that's going to be Cam Newton. Just to shore up my, my quarterback position, have those two guys. Nice, nice. Now, you can potentially trade one of those guys if exactly. both of them popping off, right? Exactly. You can, you can get a solid like wide receiver three, you know, for a full PPR with, with Cam. You know, if someone is like, like for example, we have, who, who is that guy who had like five wide receivers? Uh... Oh, Faraz, upper hand fan. <laughs> like, you know, I want a quarterback. I didn't draft one yet. I can give you Geronimo, a guy you like. There you Christian, go. a guy you like. And you already have Aaron Rodgers, so give me Cam Newton. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Would and the quarterback this? class is so deep this year, too, man. Like like I mentioned, like Ben Roethlisberger, you can grab, you can grab as well in like the 11th, 12th round. So I think you'll be set at quarterback. But in case you aren't, for sure, that's a really good strategy. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. So. Uh, Royce Freeman uh, went right after him. Carlos Hyde went right after him. Two guys 
uh, I probably won't be drafting. Um, <laughs> Carlos Hyde was a guy that I was very interested in until they said Damien's the guy. And I think Damien, if he gets the opportunity, he's, there's no reason why he's not going to win. Paris Campbell went right before me. Ooh, I know you like Campbell I'm too. super high on. Uh, <laughs> Didi Madman. Uh, maybe he listens to my content. Maybe he watches it. I don't know. And if he did, that's not cool. Um, he totally swiped me. I'm going <laughs> to swipe me. All right. Um, so here's the guys I'm looking at. So at wide receiver, we got Corey Davis, Emmanuel Sanders, D.D. Westbrook, uh, who is probably the guy I'm leaning towards right now, Tyrell Williams, Deshaun Jackson, Doug Baldwin. I'm, I, I like Deshaun as well. Um, running back, I have Edo Smith, Jalen Samuels, Devin Singletary, Deontay Foreman, Adrian Peterson, Isaiah Crowell. I don't like any of those names, honestly, at running back. Um, so I'm probably, I probably won't be going in that direction. Um, you want to so, go Isaiah Crowell? I'm going to go ahead and look at quarterback. Who's on the board? Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, Jimmy G, Josh Allen. Um, I like a couple of those guys, but it's I can probably get one of those guys coming back around in 11th, if anything. Even if I even, even if I don't go quarterback in the next round, I can probably get someone in the 12th too. So I'm going to stick to wide receiver. Um, I'm in between DD, in between Deshaun Jackson. Um, those are the two guys I'm looking at right now. Curtis Samuel is a guy I like as well. Um, I know one of you guys will probably take him before me. Uh, but I think I'm going to go D.D. Westbrook here. Uh, I think Ugh. I think he's the guy who uh, gets the lion's share of the targets. Um, yeah, he'll yeah. probably stay in the slot. Nick Foles um, has a pretty good uh, pass percentage and, and quarterback rating when targeting the slot. So I think that's in the direction that we're going. And plus, you have an offensive coordinator coming from Minnesota who was the <laughs> pass heaviest in the league before he got fired. Yeah, so he yeah. passed the ball so much, he got fired. So that's what I'm kind of hoping for uh, in Jacksonville, and that's why I took Didi for the upside. And if you got, if you remember what he did uh, with his slot receiver last year as well, what his yeah, slot receiver did in the first eight weeks, exactly. Right. And and Didi Westbrook, I'm I'm a fan of his route running. Um, I think he could separate well, especially out of the slot. I mean, it's easy to separate oh, yeah. out of the slot because you know there's not a lot of uh, there's a lot of cushion there. You know, you're not really pressed up or anything like that. So you know, a lot of zone coverage with those guys. So those those are the kind of guys I, I lean towards. And he's quick too, man. He could rip off a big one too. Yeah, yeah. He he. It's funny. Like the two guys that went back to back, D.D. Westbrook and Paris Campbell, very similar. Yeah, um, yeah. They profile pretty similarly. I mean, Paris Campbell, I would consider more of a gadget guy, but you saw D.D. being used in that gadget role as well. Yeah, uh, in this Maroon offense last year. So, definitely. right, exactly. Um, it's funny. Uh, if Paris came to me, I I probably would have went him over Westbrook. Um, because I just think his upside is a little bit higher because he's tied with Andrew Luck and he could be the starting slower receiver for him. You're not scared about like the, the, the divvying up of targets with Jack Doyle coming back, with them getting Funches, T.Y. Hilton, of course, Eric Ebron towards the goal line. I mean, Paris Campbell, where do you see him fitting in? Yeah, I mean, I think Ebron plays a much different role. Like, I think with Doyle on the field, um, I think he regresses back and, and he's more of an end zone target. So I don't know if that affects Campbell too much. I don't think that's going to be his role. Um, I think that uh, targets can funnel. Obviously, T.Y. is going to get that line share of targets at 25% plus percent of that target share but um i don't think that devin Funches is going to be a target hog either yeah. um devonta parker in the 10th <laughs> round holy that's shit what i just looked at i was like what <laughs> you could have used your last pick on that man come on someone's high someone's high and someone's high on... stay off the weed <laughs> you know what i think uh, honestly, you know, I like the Devontae Parker pick. I feel like I would have went Devontae Parker or Josh Doxson. They're in both in line round. to have really good seasons, uh, just like they are every year. 
<laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, no, Josh because Dobbs. I feel like the, the two guys that are hyped up the last three years, every single fucking year. Hey, man, so. listen, Devontae Parker, like, he can do it again this year, right? But I'm not going <laughs> to find it for a 10th round pick. That's my only concern. Mr. Minicamp himself. <laughs> Mr. Minicamp. <laughs> right. I saw on Twitter somewhere, someone tweeted out, like, uh, is it is it really an off season? Has, has the off season really happened? If Devontae Parker didn't gain any hype. Valid, valid point. Because if Devontae Parker is not having a great off season, then we're right. not having a great off season. Yeah, there's no football season coming up. Can we talk about this wide receiver that's still on the board? And can we just talk about this? <laughs> Corey Davis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what it what it says about Mariota and this Titans offense. So like yeah, Corey Davis, the wide receiver one. I get AJ Brown's still there, but he's still on the board in the tenth round, almost the eleventh round. That's insane. I mean, let's be honest; it's good value. If you get, he's it, not going to get past me. So I mean, yeah, exactly. Me and you were Corey Davis truthers last year, just because he had that ridiculous target share, man. Like percentage yeah. wise, like it was elite. Uh, it just didn't pan out. I think we use the same process every time, though. Like just because it didn't work out with Corey Davis doesn't mean it was bad process, right? You right. look at those results and you say like, oh, like that was, I shouldn't have traded for Corey Davis, for example. I'm going to do that every single time. Whenever I see <laughs> we're getting 30% target share. You've got to. You got to, you got to grab that, you know, Absolutely. every single time. As disgusting as it feels like you have to. All right. Oh, so he's getting Corey Davis because his time is up. His time is up. He's no. going to get Corey Davis. Unless you want me to let him fall to you. Wait, hold Joe. on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is Corey Davis. Well, yeah. let's do what we've been doing. Yeah, yeah. Corey yeah, Davis. Can't, can't digress. Right now. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, well. Looks like Corey I'm Davis coming is up in him. fourth wide receiver. A little bit Mike of a wide receiver run right there, huh? Yeah. Camel, Didi, Devontae Parker, Corey Davis. <laughs> That's quite some names right there. So let's see. Right now, I have four running backs. I have four wide receivers. Um, so I think I'm definitely going to go for another wide receiver. Yeah, you're coming up in two. <laughs> yeah, I was just starting to look at the wide receiver board. Tyrell to... Williams just came off the board. Tyrell Williams. What do you guys feel about Derek Carr throwing throwing to him? I don't feel. I'm not a fan. Um, I can pick Doug Baldwin. Hopefully, he comes out of retirement. <laughs> uh, Better than all the other guys on the board the right now. Just go for the upside retirement. Just I could go it. for Emmanuel Sanders and hope he like regains an Achilles at the age of thirty-two. <laughs> um, Are you going wide receiver? I, I yeah, I'm I'm looking at what's available right now. I mean, there's a name that's leaping off the page to me. Yeah, me too. I mean, Deshaun Jackson, I like. I love Deshaun Jackson at this price right now. I, I would like that was that would be my pick personally. But um, if you just think that like what he did last year with Fitzpatrick to open up the year, yeah, you I know mean, I saw a video of him feeding the homeless. So, <laughs> so that's why he <laughs> that's awesome. hey, man, that, that kind of stuff awesome. works out. Like I, I, the guy in my league was picking, you know, like at the end of the first round last year. No, he was picking like seventh or something. He picked uh, Saquon because he's a Giants fan. That worked out for him. Well, so, you know what? You know, this guy in my the, league last year he picked Derrick Henry in the second round oh because he's a Titans fan. <laughs> oh my god! And sometimes it doesn't work out. <laughs> I mean, it paid off if he got to the playoffs. I mean, oh, no, he didn't make the playoffs. Oh, that sucks. But you know what else he did? He what? really likes Gronk, so he traded. <laughs> oh, I cannot believe this trade when it happened. He traded away, and this is gonna sound dumb. Um, he traded. 
Carlo he traded uh Alvin Kamara and Travis Kelsey for Carlos Hyde Gronk and like some other wide receiver. Gotcha. What? Yo, can I join that league though? Yeah, word. I was about to say, you got any spots? Got any it's spots? the only thing. It's my home league, so you know, it's not like I'm not playing re- with experts. Exactly. I don't want to replace that guy, though. I want him to stay. <laughs> I want to replace somebody. Oh else. no, he's, he's staying. He's staying for sure. Yeah. He's staying for sure. Yeah. All right. So looking at like quarterbacks right. right now. Um, like for Ross was saying, I feel like I could wait another round and get the guy I want. But I would, like, there are quarterbacks like ranked like. 200 that I'm fine with. <laughs> really? Andy yeah. Dalton. Yeah, I mean, Andy I was looking at Andy Dalton at like, he's ranked 246. His ADP is 217. I'm perfectly fine starting him with But one. you know what? There's, I feel like. I think uh, Andy Dalton has a, has a good year this year. I yeah. think he can. But you know what? I feel like. I forget who it was earlier. I feel like we've been here forever. Someone um, made the argument before about if you don't like anyone else, I think I'm just going to try to secure one of the guys I like. But who is that guy? I don't like Big Ben. I hate Big Ben. Like, everybody's like, oh, you know, 11th round is actually decent value for Big Ben. But I don't like Big Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not well, going to draft him. Like Faraz said, the home road splits are real yeah. with him. So Last year wasn't, like, a huge deal. But that's because his passing volume was absolutely off the charts. And he had A.B. and Juju ball the fuck out. <sighs> right? So you're not going to have that idea. A.B.'s obviously gone. You know, he's going to get – Juju's going to get his, no doubt. But does that translate into Ben Roethlisberger finding other guys to fill that void? I don't know. Yeah, I think Ben Roethlisberger is pretty accurately priced with his ADP, but I'll let you take your pick right now. And – And it's always going down to the wire. <laughs> Wasting the entire two minutes. Second. Yeah. Jack Prescott. I'm taking a guy who's been like yeah, I'm gonna go with the guy who's been a top ten quarterback the last couple of years. Hey man, that offense can have some upside this year. Believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I did not hear any enthusiasm there. At all. Wait, I'm sorry. You're I'm the, sorry. One, you're the um, one who picked them. Wait, I, I was totally looking at uh, the chat that's going on right now. What would you say? No, no, no. All I said was uh, that that Dallas offense with the offensive coordinator change uh, can you know have some upside. And Dak Prescott has even more upside than his floor suggested over the past couple of years. Yeah, Kellen Moore. I heard silence. Exciting. I heard silence from analysts. I was he, totally, totally not paying attention. My, no, no, no my it's bad. fine. But it's, it's more funny that analysts had like was not happy about that at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's second guessing like, his pick. Because I feel like I should have even. Like, I know Dak Prescott's the right pick. And, like, I feel like there's just this thing that comes with drafting a guy like Dak Prescott. Like, he's been a top 10 QB each of the last couple of years. But for some reason, you can't draft him without getting an icky stomach, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but sometimes you have to make those kind of picks, though. But, yeah, and you do. And I, that's I, I felt like that was the right pick. I feel like i mean that's like I, felt wise, I feel good uh, about it but that's not, that's if you had dak in his rookie cool. season like if you had him in his rookie season you would know like his ceiling is pretty high he yeah. did extremely well his rookie year so if he can hit that ceiling especially with amari cooper uh now added to you know the the weapons that he has full off season to really learn the new yeah. playbook i think he has a really good ceiling there Michael, yeah i mean and like we said top 10 quarterback the last couple of years yeah he, he has a couple weapons with him yep and the offense wouldn't is isn't going to be as conservative either. Right, right. It's not going to be a vanilla offense. So yeah, he's trending uh, up for sure. So after Prescott, Deshaun Hamilton went, uh, followed by Jalen Samuels. Uh, I'm two picks away. Right now we have Grant Gaston on the board, followed by Gridiron. 
your Curtis Samuel actually went off the board right after uh, Joe's pick. Wow. Yeah. Um, was he on your radar at all, at all, Joey? No. No, okay. He's a guy that is definitely on my radar. Like, I think Interesting. Uh, he's one of the reasons why I won't pick DJ Moore earlier uh, because I think that Curtis Samuel has a rapport with Cam and I think he can move around the formation. And I think he's a guy that has has a floor and a ceiling if Cam's healthy. Matt Harmon, actually. Matt Harmon, the guy that does uh, reception perception. Oh, I love Matt, so, Matt Harmon. Yeah, so, I mean, this guy's a... <laughs> He knows his wide receiver yep. uh, uh, projections. He he's kind of you know identified star wide receivers before they were born. Yep. Um, but Carter Samuel, he says, reminds him of a young Stephon Diggs. That's how versatile he is. That's how good he is uh, on the entire route tree. So uh, definitely a name to watch out for. All right, so we got Andy Isabella coming off the board at eleven five, and right after Emmanuel Sanders. I like that pick. You know, honestly, if Andy is even though I pick Christian Kirk. I would pick Andy Isabella coming back if if he came to me. I think him and Kirk will likely be the two slot wide receivers. And you know what? I don't think I'd have a problem with taking Hakeem Butler really, really late either, just because of how this offense is going to be and the kind of player that Hakeem Butler is in comparison to everybody else in Arizona. Yeah, no, I could see that. I mean, like it's worth taking a, taking a you know a flyer on those guys. Yeah. Uh, so I'm here at the uh, at eleven seven um, now. A guy I really like this year, Austin Hooper. He's available here at eleven seven, right? Um, I, you know, Travis Kelsey obviously is a great pick, but you know, I could have got some other guy, like a high end wide receiver one at that point, and maybe even got a guy I like in Austin Hooper at this point. Um, but he's just a guy I wanted to point out as, as somebody I would take yep, this yeah. late. Um, so at running back, still looking at Edo Smith, Devin Singletary, Peterson, Crowell, Hines, Ajayi, got a bunch of guys that. Yeah, I don't think they present a too much upside. That noise just like that. That's it. Yeah. What, what did I do? Oh, you said you're like yeah. All right, so <laughs> Devin Funches is a guy that I'm looking at here just because I think he presents a little bit of you know touchdown upside. Yeah. Um, yeah. and he's definitely usable. Um, Marquise Brown, not feeling that uh, offense for wide receivers this year. Um. And I think that's the kind of the kind of the guy I'm leaning towards. Like, if I knew that Moncrief was the guy, um, as the wide receiver, wide receiver two are probably going that direction. But I think I'm going to go Devin Funches here. Hmm. Okay, it's a solid I... pick. It's definitely you know he could he definitely pan out like you were mentioning. Um, I forgot who it was, but Devin Funches plays that big slot role. And I mean, he could potentially revive his career. I mean, he's been pretty inefficient, but he has Andrew yeah. Luck going to him now. So, well, well, one category he's been really efficient at was in the red zone and end zone. Um, he had one. I think he's like top fifteen in you know uh, completion. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, receiving complete receiving catch percentage, percentage. Catch, catch, per- percentage. <laughs> catch percentage. One uh, of those he things. Smoked yeah. a little bit. Uh, the re- amount of times he caught the ball. Cash <laughs> swinging. He caught the swinging. so many times. Um, <laughs> His catch percentage was was pretty high in in the, in the red zone, the end zone, where he's going to be utilized the most, I think. Yeah. Um, so we we know Luck is going to throw for a lot of touchdowns this year, so I'm just trying to get a little piece of that. Yep. So after your pick, Deion Lewis went, which I think is sneaky good. Uh, I find Derrick Henry he might be game script dependent, and Agreed. Deion Lewis, you know, he's been, he's getting paid five million dollars not to sit on the bench, so he could be involved, especially in full PPR. Right. Right, and then Jason Wynn went off the board right after that. Dante Moncrief, and now I'm up, um, and I definitely need some more running back depth because right now my running backs are Joe Mixon, uh, Carryon Johnson, Tevin Coleman. That's it. 
So I'm going to go with a guy who I think is a, you know, I'm surprised he got passed up on. I'm surprised he's still here. Uh, no, actually, sticking with the Devin Funches offense, I'm going to go with a guy who's coming into his second year who was a pretty sustainable PPR option last year, and that's Naheem Hines. I think uh, he provides really, really good mismatch opportunities for uh, Andrew Luck to kind of dump it off. And Marlon Mack, he is touted as a three-down back, but I think Naheem Hines, he's a really, really good scat back, and he could take a little bit of those receptions away from, Nah- uh, from uh, Marlon Mack. So I'm going to take Naheem here. That's a great pick, man. I, and I think it, it's a good point to make overall. Like When you're at this point in the draft and you need running back depth, especially in full PPR, you go with the guys who are going to get you those receptions. And he was an 80-reception guy last year. Yep. Um, Ooh, and Marlon Mack, Mack, I don't think he, he profiles as a three-down back. I think he's not great in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he'll probably be on the field early downs. And I think Naheem Hines is going to be the guy on almost all passing downs in the backfield. Yep. Now I'm coming right back. Justice Hill from Baltimore was picked, and then Trey Burton as well from Chicago. Um, I'm right back here, and I'm I, I'm going to stick with my running running back depth. I, I want to shore up my running back depth here. I'm going to go for a guy. I'm going to reach for a guy right now, um, and this is kind of my strategy every year. Where don't ever draft the Patriots' highest drafted running back. <laughs> Always draft the Patriots' lowest drafted running back. And this year, that's going to be Damian Harris. And I did. I think Damian Harris presents monster upside, especially with Sony missing camp, uh, his concerns about his knees, and just Damian Harris's versatility over Sony. Um, so I think this is a no-brainer and a really high-powered offense, which a team will I expect them to run the ball a ton. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy with that pick. Um, I, that's a really good pick. Like if I I didn't even see him, right? <laughs> like where I was picking, I would have picked him over Devin Funches. Yep. Um, he presents massive upside and since i my running back depth isn't great right lamar like besides my starters lamar miller and then jerick mckinnon they're definitely usable right uh but it's nowhere near the upside that damian harris presents yeah i think he's sneaky i think he'll creep up adp in draft listen boards, he's, you know, he's capable in the past game too right um well so so was sony sony michelle coming out of college um yeah. so it's possible that they just didn't want the rookie to kind of come in and, and have so much responsibility. So they're giving Michelle those that early down work and all that all that work in the run game, but nothing in the passing game. Yep. Who knows? I mean, Harris could come in and get some of that as well. Um, and we know they like versatile guys yep. in the backfield. And yep. and he's going to be the guy in the goal line, most likely. Sony Michelle was not good in short yard situations, and Damian Harris profiles as that guy. Yep. Um, yep. He's just very versatile. So I think he is... It's a no-brainer. You got to get him after the tenth round. Yeah, and I I don't think he was allowed to shine in Alabama. You know, sharing the backfield with Josh Jacobs. Yeah. So I think uh, Bill Belichick knows what he wants in a running back, and I think this is going to be a really really good year for for the rookie Damian Harris here. Um, where Sony Michelle even last year, if you guys remember, we were all like, is he going to have a role? Is he not? And we're kind of confused there. So um, after that, Austin Hooper White. Quincy Anunua and then Marquez Valdez Scantling. What do you guys think about those picks? Marquez Valdez Scantling. I mean, and, and VS is okay. I mean, he, he yeah. possibly starts right in three wide receiver sets uh, for the Packers. So I think at this spot, the upside is perfectly fine. Uh, Quincy Anunua playing on the outside. I, I'm not. I don't buy it. Um, I don't think he can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially with Jameson Crowder there, he's definitely going to play the slot role. So it's going to be tough for Inunua. I never seen him separate on the outside, and part of the reason why he was so good in the slot is because he was getting hyper targeted, and you know there was he was you know able to get separation in that zone. He was able to find you know that that sweet spot in that zone defense. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you guys a question here: Over or under two and a half injuries to the wide receivers on the New York Jets? Hmm. 
two and a half. I would say un- I would say under. I would say two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say. So you're talking about like more than Over. one injury for a player, or just well, like the amount like, of players? Like the amount of players. So not like you know a hamstring and an ankle. Like that that counts as one. But okay. the, the number of players that get injured throughout the course of the season. I'll take the over. <laughs> <laughs> I would too, honestly. I mean, Quincy. Jameson Crowder sales. won. Quincy yeah. Noonwell too. And then I'm sure there's some depth guy that's <laughs> going to be out for the year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and take Philip Rivers here. He gets his quarterback. I, I, don't like see, I don't see any other anything else that I really like. Uh, at running back and wide receiver right now. Um, so that's part of the reason. Like a guy like Alexander Madison, I like him. Uh, you drafted Dalvin Cook, right, as a, as a potential three-down handcuff. Mm-hmm. So if I own Cook, I would probably take him. Um, Malcolm Brown is a guy that I kind of look at, you know, just in case Gurley isn't right, he'll definitely have a role. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of what my, my thought process was there. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if I had uh, Aaron Jones, I might be looking at a guy like Jamal Williams. Uh, but yeah, that's it. After me, Ito Smith, uh, Carl Armstead, and then Devin Singletary. Those are the three. So players. I'm getting close to being back on the board. So, so by the way, like Ito Smith is a guy like, you know, getting him in the 12th round is pretty good. The only thing that, you know, and you know, Freeman has a long injury history and it's possible that he gets hurt again. Ito Smith gets gonna, is going to soak up all that volume. Potentially. So I, I, I have a different viewpoint there. I think Ito Smith doesn't, is not the next man up. I think they Who drafted the next man up, Quadri Olson. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, I, I I think he profiles more as that fill-in for Devonta Freeman, where Edo Smith wasn't too effective uh, last year. I mean, he got right. the chance, and he wasn't he wasn't anything special. Yeah, you know? he wasn't anything special. Now, I think when they, if they can get him in space, it can happen, but not on this offense, right? Like yeah. the, the offensive coordinator they brought in. Is not a guy you know who focuses his any, anything on the running back position. Right. Uh, he likes to air it out, you know, right. uh, to wide receivers. I think that uh, somebody's gonna know who I'm picking here. It's a running back. Oh yeah, I definitely know. It was gonna know? be my next pick. Yeah. I knew. I, I knew you. You know what it is. The thing is, like, I'm really good at telling like knowing who people like and who they want to draft you've called out like the, my last like five picks you've called exactly <laughs> who i wanted exactly so it's like i i'm really good at knowing that so yeah. me saying that you know i'm going killing balazs i knew it. Um, it you have to man you have you to. have i mean it, i know i'm gonna have to take another running back and i'm looking through this list and i'm like i don't know if there's another guy i'd take besides Kellen balazs yeah so yeah that's potentially high touch potentially you know 200 touches in the 12th round i mean give me that all day oh yeah yeah that's that's, that's a good pick yeah for sure um now like it's possible that like he doesn't step up as the guy right Sure, but 12th round 13th round (laughs) i I mean that's the point like you know the guys that you pick around this spot they don't have to have a defined role right? right especially when there's a backfield in flux and like every single guy has an equal opportunity at the number one spot, you kind of have to go for that upside if you need running back. 100%. Now, the one thing I like to do in my drafts is I like to pick a high upside tight end as a backup. Um, and I don't know if you guys are going to know who I'm picking here. It's it's second year tight end. Faraz knows him pretty well. Chris Herndon? Yeah. 
Yeah, right. Chris Erndon. And I mean, I feel like that's a puzzling pick for a lot of people, and I understand that. And I'm not, I don't have huge expectations for Chris Erndon. But my thing with Chris Erndon is a lot of times I believe in the talent, right? What role does he have in the team? You know, that still has to shake out. But if he does have a good role, he did have decent chemistry with Sam Darnold last year. They moved on from Jordan Leggett, who, I mean, it's not a huge threat, but he was presumed to be the guy uh, when they we, drafted we, him. We haven't had a good tight end since, like, Anthony Becht. And he exactly. Was, and right. his, his nickname was Stonehands. So, <laughs> like, and he was, was your best tight end since. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I really like Chris Erndon as a player. I think second year in the league. And I think they're going into the season knowing he's their starter. Yep. I, I think he can have a role on this offense. And if this, like so. I was talking about earlier, if the Jets as a whole take a big, like if they take that big leap forward, then there's a chance. It's not hard to be a top 10 tight end. You want right? to hear something? You want to hear something uh, interesting about Adam Gase and tight ends? Sure. So I just recorded my tight end episode yesterday and I was looking at Chris Herndon because I wanted to see if I can buy into him. Uh, and I looked at uh, Adam Gase's history of tight end. So outside of Julius Thomas in Denver, with Peyton Manning in 2013-2014 where he had those back-to-back 12-touchdown seasons. Mm-hmm. Adam Gase has never had a tight end that's had more than 439 yards or five touchdowns. And that was actually Zach Miller's stat line on the Chicago Bears uh, when he was the OC there. So it's it's given me a little bit of pause where I don't think he uses tight ends um, between mm-hmm. the 20s as much. I think he focuses more on the running backs and the wide receivers. But uh, he's talented for sure. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like I understand that. But I feel like my biggest argument for Erndon is a player and him as a receiver. And uh, outside of Robbie, like you, like we were talking about before, Quincy Inunua, is he that? And, and I know Le'Veon Bell could definitely presume that wide receiver one role, so to speak. But outside of Robbie Anderson, do we like Quincy Inunua? I think Chris Erndon could be that next guy after Robbie. And especially if Robbie's going to be the deep guy, if Le'Veon Bell is going to be the short yardage guy, is there a role for Erndon? So, yeah. I mean, he's talented enough to be split out into like the slot and, and, and go out there. But Froz is up yeah. right now. Uh, no, actually, Froz already picked. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Froz. No, uh, it's all good. It's all good. I want, uh, Who'd you I, pick? I can explain it afterwards. I, I picked Kenny Still. So after uh, Chris Herndon was picked, Alexander Madison went. Doug Baldwin went. Uh, I'm not sure if they're aware that he <laughs> <took part. laughs> uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Daddy Rick. Daddy Eric. Oh, the, I knew it. Oh, dude, man. Did, he, I think he's just blowing this draft on purpose. Tom Brady. <laughs> Uh, then I, I, I was next, and I, I went with Kenny Stills. I thought that uh, Fitzpatrick might be their quarterback for the entire season this year. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if Josh Rosen will ever come in. He might come in he if Fitzpatrick plays. throws four picks. Rosen definitely plays at some point. I know, no, I'm, I'm just – that's kind of a joke a little bit. But, you know, I think Kenny Stills has upside, um, especially with Fitzpatrick potentially starting the season. Um, he's a guy that – like Fitzpatrick likes to throw the ball deep, um, and he's a guy that can separate. Now, I think – you know, obviously you have Devontae Parker, who has all the hype right now, and he's being taken earlier. So I, I'm going to take the guy who's being taken a little bit later. Right. Um, if Kenny Stills can start out the season with, you know, a couple of good games, um, he's an easy trade away, uh, you know, for something that's a little bit more sustainable for the rest of the season. And you know what? I think I, the thing with Kenny Stills is I think he's had a consistent role over the course of his career as, like, not the hype number one guy, but kind right. of just like that. You know, high like, ceiling. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's like you a poor man. Deshaun games. Jackson. Yep. 
Yep. And I feel like no, no one's really talking about him. Everyone's talking about Albert Wilson or Devontae. And Parker. they never are. Nobody's ever talking about Kenny right. Stills. Right. All right. So I'm on the board here. I'm going to go with a second-year wide receiver who I don't really like his quarterback, but this guy caught seven touchdowns in his rookie season. Uh, I'm surprised he's still here. I'm going to go with Anthony Miller just because I went running back, back-to-back with my nice. last two picks. Yeah, that's a great pick, man. I, I like, I love Anthony Miller. Like, yeah. I just think he had a bad break last year with all the injuries that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can come back this season strong. It's it's a very creative offense. And Matt Nagy's one of those guys. He's one of the best in the league at creating space for his wide receivers. Um, so I think both him and uh, Allen Robinson can take step for can take a step forward. Uh, you know, followed by Mitch Trubisky by default. Um, <laughs> But you no, know, I think I think that there's a lot of creativity in this offense. First year in the offense, a lot of moving parts. Last year, I think they yep. can take a step forward. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, um, it's kind of surprising to hear he had seven touchdowns. I mean, I mean, you look at the he offense. Look at in the red zone, man. You know what I mean? It's it's like hard. You go back and you're just like, really? He did? Yeah. Like I had yeah. I had to go back and check. Yeah, it. I was like, wow. Plays. You know, he, he had big plays and he had those uh, end zone targets as well. You know, from the red zone. So. Um, you know he's a he's a really intriguing guy, and he had a lot of hype last year as a rookie. Um, yeah, he you know, did a lot of hype coming out of camp. And, you know, just he he had a good rapport with Mission, all that, and it showed. It's just that you know they couldn't get into a rhythm during the season because of the injuries. Yeah. Uh, so after yeah. Anthony Miller. Oh, by the way, before Anthony Miller, um, between my pick of Kenny Stills went Kirk Cousins, C.J. Anderson, Jimmy G., Anthony Miller, uh, and now oh, under- it says Josh Rummel can't draft. Josh Rummel. You can't. You can't uh, draft. Try to exit out the app and come back. Yeah. Or just text me, or, or just write who you want in the in the text box, and I'll add them to your squad. Yeah, for us, if you wanna. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, what do you think of your? Well, we'll we'll go like over self reviews. Yeah. And we'll start that. Uh, oh, Marquise Goodwin. That's who I would have picked. Damn. That's a pretty good pick. That's fine. But um, what I was going to say is after you make that last pick, uh, we'll start going over each of our teams that way. You know, we've yeah, already sure. been doing this for so long. Like, <laughs> I think it's been, been like, like, what, two hours now. So, yeah, yeah we definitely got to wrap it up. Yep. All right. So my last pick, I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> yep. Let's get the yep. sleep. Um, all right. So I'm going to take another tight end just because I only have one tight end on the roster. And uh, this is going to be someone that I speak about on my on my latest show. It's going to be Dallas Goddard. Um, I think he takes a second-year step. Uh, I think he has pretty good touchdown upside as a mismatch weapon. And the report actually came out today where his uh, – I forgot who it was, but they said that his progress has been phenomenal. It's been exceptional. Yes. I saw that too. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's impressing at OTAs. He's impressing at minicamp, and I think he takes that second step forward. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like my only concern is how, you know, obviously they like to run that two tight end set there, mm-hmm. but how often are they going to be doing it, right? They have receivers. Um, you know, they, they they just drafted a guy, you know, and they ha- they have um, a couple guys that they can line up on the outside easily. Obviously, D. Jackson and Alshon will be on the outside, and they have a couple guys in the slot that they can run out too. So how often will they be running? Even the rookie, J.J. Arkega, he's been dominant in the red zone. So- Great point that you make right there. Uh, but if you look at Indianapolis and what they did with Eric Ebron, this is Frank Reich, who comes from Philadelphia, who left his mark on, on Doug Peterson and that offense as well. Um, I think I don't I don't mind if there, he's out there only towards the goal line because he has yeah. that 13 touchdown upside like Ebron yeah. did last year, you know. Right. So it, to me, it's more of the touchdown upside than than being involved in the passing game. 
um, where I do and, think Dallas Goddard does have a high ceiling next yeah, year. I think plain and simple as well, if Zach Ertz gets hurt, Dallas Goddard's a top five tight end. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. I love Goddard, man. That talent is it left off the page, even in his rookie year. And, and when you have a guy as a tight end who can make an impact in the limited opportunities they have in the rookie year, you know you have something special. Yep. I think uh, I think these guys wanted us to auto-draft their last pick. Someone, I saw that in the chat. Um, yeah, you can see the greens of the guys are still here. So we can probably jump through these three guys right here and go to upper hand. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. These three, right. Walso, Leo, and DD Madman, those are the three guys that are going to auto-draft. So JJ went. A <laughs> uh, nice pick with Malcolm Brown in the 14th round, buddy. Yeah, uh, TJ Hawkinson went right before me. Um, so I'm gonna gonna go straight for upside now. We're in the 14th round. Is this the last round here? Uh, yep. yep. It is the last round. Okay, so I'm just gonna go for upside. Um, so I'm gonna go filter to all, and then I'm just gonna kind of roll down this list and see uh, the first one or two guys that I have. I think have a ton of upside, uh, depending on how things shake out. Um, so let's see. So I'm looking at a guy like Traquan Smith. Um, I'm looking at a guy like uh, Brandon Marshall. Robert Foster. <laughs> Brandon Marshall, is that what you just said? <laughs> uh, the, the guy that's going to shot at late, I think, like with my last last pick, uh, is going to be Demarcus Robinson. I like um, that. Just in, case, just in case anything happens to Tyreek Hill, um, I think Demarcus Robinson is going to be the wide receiver, too. I thought you were going to say, in case anything happens to Sammy Watkins, like in case. <laughs> <laughs> that too, right? Sammy Watkins will probably play like seven games this year. So I think that's a guarantee that something does happen to Sammy Watkins. So. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's so, a guarantee I mean, except Sammy Watkins. I, I actually exactly. think Marcus will play ahead of Nicole Hardman. Um, and, you know, I think Nicole Hardman will be used as a gadget guy. Uh, but I don't think he would, he takes up all that volume that Tyreek – or like anywhere close to all the volume Tyreek had. Oh, no. But D-Rob also had, uh, I think it was next to Tyreek, he had the highest average depth of target on the team by a mile, too. Yeah, so, he did. Um, yeah. And he had three touchdowns in his last three games, too. He showed a little bit of a rapport with Mahomes towards the end. Yep. So I think yeah. he, he's a guy that, obviously, if you're tied to Mahomes, you're, you're starting with him, you're playing on 90% of snaps. Like, I want that. Yep. Now, just out of curiosity, we're not doing, uh, for those, if you guys have forgot, we're not doing any kickers, we're not doing any defense None. on this mock draft. But is there... For the leagues that you do have a defense and a kicker, is there certain players you're looking for or certain defenses you're looking for? Because there's a kicker that I'm waiting for the last pick in every single draft I'm doing just to get. So I, uh, I, I mean, Faraz, you, you can speak to that. But me personally, I never draft defenses or kickers, even in my real leagues. Um, and I can explain why. Um, I, I was going to say the same as that. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> I follow the same exact strategy that we just did right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up a defensive kicker like towards the close the end of the season because there's a lot of news that can break between whenever my draft is and whenever like the first game is like Tyreek Hill gets suspended. I'm like, Oh shit. I'm glad I grabbed grab DeMarcus over, you know, like the Chicago. No, it wouldn't be Chicago bears in the last round either. Right. Because right. All, all the good defenses are taken at that point anyway. Um, so well, if I, all the, all the perceived good defenses from last exactly, year. Exactly. And like, I like to, I stream kickers, you know, the way I, I have a strategy for that. Um, and I stream defenses. I have a strategy for that. Um, so that's that's kind of kind of higher roll. So you went to Zay Jones at fourteen eleven, mm-hmm. analyst, and I like that too. I like that yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, if Josh Allen improves, has a yeah, chance to be the number one hope, guy. Fourteenth round. That day starts in the slot for them, but I don't know if that's going to happen with Cole Beasley there. Uh, you know, but you know, we'll we'll see how that how that ends up shaking out. They have a bunch of wide receivers on, on that team, um, and a good wide receiver is going to be sitting on the bench. Yep. 
All right. So the draft is well to end it. <laughs> so Just put the stamp on a shitty on a shitty team. <laughs> okay, no, so, this team's not that bad. So you guys want to kind of go over it real quick? Yeah. Um, yeah so I'm going to start because I'm yeah. in the earlier part and then we'll move down. Yep. So uh, I think I'll start from the beginning or let's just go positionally. I feel that's better because we already know what happened like as it went. So quarterback wise. Uh, I just have Dak Prescott. I got him pretty late. I'm okay with that. There's some guys who went undrafted who I'd be okay with getting, uh, like Sam Darnold. I think he have some good upside. He went undrafted. Um, some other names, we like even Faraz. You were talking about Andy Dalton going way, way later. Yeah, right. I think he's a deep sleeper for me. Right. Like, 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 did I really need to go Phillip Rivers at 12 yeah. six? I could have went. I could have gone. I could have went Andy Dalton at the end. Right. Like yeah, honestly, yeah, they're, the, they're the same. Fantasy-wise, they're going to give you the same shit. Yeah, and so going to running backs, I got Alvin Kamara, who I feel good with. Um, I have Latavius Murray with him as well, which I think is great. Darius Geis, Miles Sanders, not ideal running back two situation, but I also have Kalen Balazs as a uh, stash sleeper guy, so I'm okay with that. I, I'm not crazy about my running backs, but I'm I'm comfortable with it. Uh, wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton, Calvin Ridley, and Kenny Galladay, I feel like that's great for three starters. And uh, I have some high upside guys like Kiki Kuti, Deshaun Jackson, Zay Jones at the very end. And uh, yeah, I mean, Zach Ertz, Dal- and not Dallas Garden, Zach Ertz and Chris Erndon, I think is pretty good for my tight end. So I feel pretty good about my team. I Running like backs, I probably could have done a little better. But uh, overall, I-, I think I like it. Yeah, I think your wide receivers look pretty good. Uh, obviously, your running back two situations in flux. <laughs> um, I would I would end up probably starting the two Saints wide the running backs because yeah. it's probably your best like option. Uh, but yeah, like uh, you know, it it really matters how the draft shakes out. Now, would you would you be okay? Like, let's say instead of Zach Ertz in the third, you took a running back. Uh, you know, that was on the board, like Aaron Jones, for example. One, yeah, you could have took Aaron Jones, right? No, I could. I had to take a Nick Chubb or Drake. It would be after. <laughs> no, that's not right. No, it's Aaron Jones got chosen after you. Oh, oh yeah, I was looking at backwards. Right? So if you had Aaron Jones, he's like, no, couldn't be. I couldn't, I couldn't have had Aaron Jones. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What did I do? Um, yeah, you could have had Aaron Jones and Marlon Mack, and you could well, have you taken it later. You know, I knowing think... that a guy like Jared Cook went in the eighth or O.J. Howard went at the end of the seventh, would, what do you think? Would you well, have – if you knew that, you have there, I was right. going between Ertz and Allen. So if I didn't pick Ertz, I think I still would have picked Keenan Allen. And then that probably would have influenced my Calvin Ridley pick. I could have had Chris Carson. I could have had Mark Ingram. No, I I couldn't have had had Chris Carson. I could have Dave Kenyon Drake. Right, uh, exactly. Yeah, Chris Carson could have been an option coming around uh, if you you took uh, Keenan Allen uh, and if you didn't pick Calvin Ridley. But then you wouldn't have had Calvin Ridley either, right? So that's, that's, you know, those are kind of, those are some things that, you kind of have to weigh your options, and you have uh, a potential elite tight end in Earth. So um, it's not not the end of the world if you don't have that you know solid RB two because you'll probably be picking up a guy on the waiver wire anyway. Yep. All right. So for us, how do you feel about your team? Um, I you know I didn't like like for example like my third pick. So I had Melvin Gordon right as my RB one. Love it. Uh, Travis Kelsey is my tight end. Like I love it. Um, I'm totally fine taking a tight end. I'll, I would take a tight. I would take not a tight end. I would take Kelsey as early as the one-two turn. Like, I would take him at number 13 overall. Yeah, um, yeah. Depending on who was on the board, like, obviously somebody dropped 
you know, like if, I don't know, Julio dropped to 10, you know, to, to 13, which is possible. I've seen it in drafts. Um, you know, a guy that I like is, you know, obviously OBJ. If he was there, you know, it's tough to, you know, pass on that upside. But I think Travis Kelsey presents that too. So um, I'm happy with that. Now, coming back around, you know, it's either I go Josh Jacobs or, or another wide, wide receiver one. But at that point, I kind of want to lock in a running back that ha- is going to be involved on early downs, but also be involved in the passing game, not on third downs and, and pass obvious passing downs potentially, but uh, evolved enough in early downs, you know, over the past, like 10 years of, of John Gruden uh, coaching, like he actually uh, utilized the running back a ton in the passing game. Uh, about 30% of his targets went to running backs. So that's a huge target share. So on the early downs, I think Josh Jacobs can get his, especially with the fact that he's very, we know he's capable. But um, just so real quick, do you think yeah. a lot of those targets went to the running backs because of the offensive weapon choices? It's possible. Yeah. But I think, I think the sample size is big enough mm-hmm. where you can kind of like look at that as a, a, a factor, right? You can look at that and say like, okay, I'm going to kind of use that um, as one of my factors, like, you know, moving forward. Now, I like David Montgomery better as a player personally, but um, and I was I was pretty sure of his role coming out of the draft, right? I just want to see how it kind of plays out in camp. I think he can be that three down back for them. I really do, yeah. uh, but I, I want to see how that plays out. And I wanted somebody who's like a lock for an RB two, and I think Josh Jacobs is an RB two lock, honestly. That's fair uh, enough because so, you know they took him in the twenty fourth twenty fourth pick, so it's yeah, pretty high draft yeah. capital. And, and like there was an. Like if you had to pick, you know, a position in the league that had a huge void at running back, it was like the Bucks and the Raiders, yep. right? Um, so I think that that could definitely work out. Um, and even not involved in the pass game, Marshawn Lynch, guys like Marshawn Lynch were able to do their thing in that offense. So, uh, so Julian Edelman, Robbie Anderson, Geronimo Allison are my first top three wide receivers. I picked Robbie because he has that wide receiver one upside after taking a guy like Julian who had like a you know a high floor. So I needed that that combination of high ceiling high floor type of thing so that's why i went robbie later geronimo i think he can give me a solid solid floor with aaron Rodgers being one of his slot wide receivers moving around in that matt lafleur offense uh lamar miller took him for some depth uh Derek mckinnon i took him for some depth as well i think he has some upside uh christian kirk um he's a guy i really love i think love he'll, he'll be the number one wide receiver in that offense assuming that he starts in the slot uh i think he'll be moving around a little bit too a lot of passing volume in that offense uh he he was he played with a pre, in a pretty shitty situation last year as a rookie and, and played pretty damn well. So I really like him there. Uh, DD Westbrook, another depth wide receiver pick. I think he, he can potentially have some volume in a, in a pass happy offense. They're changing over from a run happy run happy to a pass happy uh, with the addition of their new offense coordinator. Uh, Devin Funches, I, I chose him for his touchdown upside. Uh, I chose Rivers because I didn't like anybody else. You know, <laughs> back wide receiver. You know, he's like the Rivers is always that guy every year who's like, yep. you know, just pick him. You know, like yeah. he's gonna be, he's, he'll be solid for you. Look and at the weapons around him too. And he'll know, play like... the entire season too. He doesn't right. care. Right. Uh, Kenny Stills just a high upside guy, especially if Fitzpatrick starts the year. Potential trade. Uh, you know, um, magnet. Right. Like a guy that he who could potentially pop off in the beginning of the year, and I could trade him off. Uh, Demarcus Robinson. Anything happens to Tyreek Hill, I think he can start with Sammy Watkins. Uh, Sammy Watkins has a chance of going down too. So I just want someone has tied. a chance. Lightly <laughs> <laughs> so, Listen, three uh, things in life are guaranteed. All right, death, taxes, Sammy Watkins injury. All right. <laughs> I, I hope I didn't go on, on too deep of a rant there, but yeah, I, I like my team. I think it's it's solid. 
Um, maybe I could have had a little bit of more running back depth, but I think I have a bunch of guys who are, are pretty solid. Uh, might need a little bit more upside in my team, so I might be looking for that through trade. Absolutely. I mean, you got Devin Funches late. You got D.D. Westbrook and Christian Kirk, you know, two wide receiver ones on their team. So I think uh, you have the depth there uh, and some trade bait as well. Um, so I like your roster. But uh, as far as my roster, I mean, we discussed all these picks. Joe Mixon, Odell Beckham back to back. I think both those guys have top five upside at their position. Stefan Diggs is a guy who I've been drafting literally every year since he's come out just because I love the talent. Uh, it's going to hit one of these years. You know, it's got to. Uh, but, I, but I think this is the year with uh, Gary Kubiak's uh, offense where, uh, you know, he's going to have a lot of play actions, a lot more time to develop those routes. And I think Kirk Cousins is a really effective pocket passer. I think Thielen definitely takes a step back, like you were mentioning, Joe. Um, you know, him being drafted at the mm-hmm. back of the second was kind of a reach. I would have definitely taken Stephon Diggs before him. Carry on Johnson, uh, to me, I just took a back-end RB1 uh, if he stays healthy all year. So to me, that's a really, really great value. I'd be willing to reach for him in the middle of the third round if it comes down to that. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I couldn't pass that value up. I mean, a guy that usually got drafted at the back of the second, early third, I got him at the back of the fifth. I, I, uh, I just want to like just piggyback off of what you said on Carry on Johnson. Yep. So the, the running backs that were taken before him were Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Freeman, Marlon Mack, and Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, James Conner. After James Conner, even after – well, no, no, I'm sorry. It was Damian Williams, Leonard Fournette. So like after Leonard Fournette uh, – I'm sorry, after Damian Williams, right. like you can make a case for uh, Philip uh, carry on right there. Yeah. Two or three turn, yeah. right? Because the only guy – I mean is Aaron Jones, Marlon Mack, and Josh Jacobs are the only three running backs that I would consider in that tier – um, potentially, and like I think, carry on. You can make an argument for him at that spot. Yeah, like to me at that spot, right after Damian Williams, it's either Aaron Jones or Carry on Johnson for me. And Aaron Jones has con- uh, questions around, you know, the committee timeshare. So um, Carry on Johnson, I think, is going to see more volume even in that timeshare. So uh, to me, Carry on Johnson is is a no brainer at that pick. Right. Um, Aaron and Rodgers, I talked about him a little bit. Tevin Coleman, as I picked him, I mean, this guy's been no worse than the RB twenty one over the last three years. Uh, he's so reunited. Him. I want to yeah. be <laughs> Those season th- stats are fooling, though, man. Like you know, you, they you, are. You want to hope for some consistency there. Yeah, he has those games where he puts up thirty points, and he has those games where he kind of goes away and puts up two points, three points, whatever it is. But that's why I have him as my RB three, where he's more of a flex fill in, and he's not going to be an every week starter. Yep. Um, I might be able to predict, you know, what games he might go off in. Yep. Uh, OJ Howard, a guy who I think has top three tight end upside. I uh, would love getting a tight end, you know, at the seventh, eighth round. That's usually when I start looking for tight end. So this is kind of usual for me where I draft a tight end in this range. But OJ Howard, which is screaming value for me right here. Dante Pettis, some people might think I might have taken him a little bit early. But Fraz, we spoke about this offense when you joined the podcast. And I think Dante Pettis, in my opinion, is going to benefit the most with these pass catchers coming in that catch their passes towards the line of scrimmage, closer to the line of scrimmage where Dante Pettis, he extends the field. And Marquise Goodwin... You know, injury history, limited snap count. I think that's there next season. I think Dante Pettis eats. Uh, Marvin Jones, we talked about him extensively. One year removed from being the wide receiver 12 in a low pass volume offense. I want the big playability guy, the guy that can win me a week. And that's Marvin Jones. Uh, Cam Newton, if he's healthy, QB4 better. Uh, Naheem Hines, high-powered offense, a scat back, serving change of pace to Marlon Mack, guy that's going to have 70, 80 receptions this season and a full PPR. No brainer in the eleventh round, uh, and then Damian Harris as well. Where I think Faraz, you wanted him. Had you seen him, you would have taken him. Yeah, uh, I'm, 
I'm glad you didn't because I mean that's that's a high upside player right there. <laughs> yeah, I would have taken points. him before Naheem Hines. Obviously, Hines is is playable off the bat, like you know he is. Yeah, uh, Damian Harris offers that upside that I I wouldn't I would have passed up on Devin Funches for him for sure in the in the eleventh. Yeah, and then after that, it's it's more like dart throws where I picked Anthony Miller, second year wide receiver. Uh, like I said, I don't necessarily like the quarterback he's tied to, but the system, like you mentioned, Froz, I think it's too juicy to pass up where Nagy schemes guys open, and then Dallas Goddard, that second roster tight end who has massive upside. So all in all, I love my roster. I think this is going to be kind of similar to what I'm going to have in a lot of my leagues. Um, I drafted how I would if in my money league, in my home league, and I'm pretty happy with the way it turned out. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Like I, the way I'm looking at this, like I, I I'm drafting how I no, normally would in the league too. Yeah. Like a couple of years ago, I took Gronk early. That worked out. Um, I'm lucky it got work, it worked out because the thing with like we were taking Gronk in the first second round, and like you just never knew with his injury history. Yeah. Right. But Kelsey doesn't really provide that issue. I'm knocking on wood right now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, no but, so like for me, it's you know, like, hope. a similar upside. So why not why not go in that direction? You know. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's very similar to me though because if you notice, like if you look at my roster like, going deep, I like getting my deep wide receivers, um, yeah. especially in PPR leagues, and I think it works out for you because I can do a lot of two for one trades and I can kind of upgrade certain positions, right? right. So like if I have some depth at wide receiver, I can trade two of those guys. You know, to upgrade my wide receiver too, for example. So that's yeah. kind of kind of how I look at it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, but, no, I think I think that was a great draft. That was fun. It was long, but it was still fun. Yeah. Thanks a lot for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, yes, and I don't know exactly where this is going. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to definitely upload this if I can. Like, I think I think there's like an hour limit to IGTV, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, something like that. So I'll probably well, split you know it up. I, I can think split it up. It'll be there. Um, I'll even upload it to YouTube. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, it'll be like my first video on my channel. How's that? Sure. And then, like, uh, you know, it, it'll be an easy link that people can go to, and I'll, I'll kind of I can split it up, you know, between rounds and stuff like that. Um, there we go. But, yeah, uh, but it'll be there. I think I'm gonna have this as like a podcast version because we have the audio being recorded as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just if everybody wants to throw all their social medias, because I don't know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'll be somewhere. Well. <laughs> There's no way that anybody's hearing this right now, and they didn't know where it was. So, <laughs> listen, if you're if you're still listening two hours in, like kudos to you, man. Uh, I appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you're still here, if you're still listening, uh, I doubt there's anybody listening. I think we're just talking about <laughs> at this point. But but thanks a lot. Uh, it was fun. Uh, well, we should do this again at some yeah, point. Yeah, we're gonna see if we can make this a weekly thing, but try yeah. like maybe so, less time because it's it down to thirty second picks. I think the way we have to do this next time is just do CPU. Right, because yeah. it's like it, the only way that we could have the 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 picks come off the board quickly is if it if that happens. We can limit right. to like, yeah. like that. All right, either that or thirty second picks, and we'll we'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, guys, uh, really good drafting with you. Good talking to you. Talk to you guys soon. Peace. All right, All right. see you guys. So you might want to hit.